We are back after I think it was delayed a little bit. I'm not entirely too sure. Well, and we had the cycle with uh, Ethan that I did, but now I'm back here with Jason. I know you guys missed him a lot. I missed um, him and so we're... much. Yeah, you can hear his crying. <laughs> you can hear his. You can hear his cries. His his his. You can you can just feel the pain in his voice. You know. Um, but um, yeah, we're here. exactly. We're here with episode 19 today of the podcast and jason actually recommended to me this really interesting thing that to be honest i don't think i ever would have discovered without him hell yeah um yeah so do you want to introduce it because it's your thing so. <clears throat> yes so i recommended to you um fucking blacking up the name of the fucking title oh my god yeah um the, it makes like no sense the band is called ohm and basically yeah um the whole story about Ohm. Ohm is the the bass player and lead singer was the bass player and lead singer also of a band called Sleep, and they were a very popular doom slash stoner band from uh, California in the '90s, and they kind of had similar elements except in Sleep it was more like really like you know distorted bass, a lot of fuzz pedals, um, a lot more like it was more metal sounding, but it was a lot slower. So he kind of took that genre and then made it more spiritual with a little bit less like he there are some songs where he does some fuzz on the bass but a lot of it is cello and fucking goddamn percussion instrument with the cymbals that you clap on your leg and i'm blanking on the goddamn name of it fuck dude this is not starting off good oh my god Whew. <laughs> fuck me <clears throat> but no so it's basically okay. it's, a, it's just they blend a lot of like eastern sounding genres together um, it sounds really, it's, it's good to meditate too. Yeah, that's what I felt. Like I felt, um, like I was kind of zoning out for most of it, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Like it would have been good, um, background music for, like you said, like a meditation or something like that. And one, and this is not the same thing. Right. But so like, I, like many days of the week am going first thing in the morning to Loudoun County to make deliveries to the job sites because we're painting all of the public schools in Loudoun County. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so nice because like it's, it's kind of rural and I just see the sunrise and I just see like the huge farms and the hills and the mountains. And like I was listening to this, I was like, this is like really cool, actually. Yeah, it, it's really good to go out into nature or just have like a really nice, just beautiful scenery and it really just enhances the mood. Um, and I think how you pronounce, I'm probably going to butcher the fucking pronunciation, but I think it's like Advaitic or Advaitic, something like that. A-D-V-A-I-T-I-C. Yeah, I didn't know because I had never really, I'd never seen that word. I didn't recognize it. But anyway, but the, no, it's, it's an only a five song album. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took, okay, it says 44 minutes. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah. Um, I really loved, I mean, the second, the first song was pretty cool. It was a good opening like the, it was, it was a cool one. It's, it's, it's kind of like stuck with, it's stuck with me, like the melody and stuff like that. Yeah, it does. I got really strong lateralis vibes on the first one on this kind of this whole thing uh. on the first one a little bit too, just with that beat where they're using that kind of like Indian drum thingy. Oh yeah. Mixed with, like, those droning sounds, you know? Well, Tool influenced a lot of Eastern style of rhythm and also melody in their music, and it kind of has a similar effect where it's supposed to make you trance out or it's good to meditate mm -hmm. to. Obviously, they, they do it more of a hard rock slash 
Prague kind of style. But these guys kind of just kind of strip it down and make it bare bones. But you have to, for me, these, for, I kind of have to listen to these guys when I'm in a specific mood. Like I can't like just sit down and listen to them. I have to like either like physically be meditating or like you said, being outside where they're in a cool spot um, just to make it a mood enhancer. But I've been listening to them for a while and they're also fun to, it's also fun to play as well because it's not difficult at all. So you just kind of zone out. That's what I was going to ask you. Except for like, like the it doesn't. Parts. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it seemed very just simple and straightforward and it was repetitive, but not in like a bad way. Um, I, I think the second song was my favorite one. Yeah, that's, I think that's it's, one of their most popular. You're talking about State of Non-Return? Yes, yeah, State of Non-Return. I think that was the best one. Yeah, that one is more, I guess, not like traditionally based. Obviously, it drones on, but it has more of a traditional song structure. They didn't just like right. drag it out for the mood. Because like, yeah, it, the whole point is it's difficult to make something repetitive be interesting. I think like whatever you're playing has to really sound good for it to have that impact. So the whole point is yeah. it's supposed to be repetitive. That's the whole fucking point of it. Yeah, like in, like you said, in order for something to be repetitive, I just think like in order for it to be good, like it has to, you have to have a really good thing that you're repeating over and over again, yeah. or else like you know, um, like that's why I think reflection is good because I just think that baseline throughout the whole song it just works so perfectly. Yeah. And it just does that, like, that synchronization and, you know, and you just feel like you just, I, got, I was reading one of the comments of um, of that song saying how he just, like, feels the energy, like, just circulating through his body just because of how it sounds. And, like, honestly, I got kind of some of that with this, especially on the second track. I really liked um, Sinai. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, they were all pretty good. They were all pretty good. State of Non-Return really was the standout track. Um, I didn't know, I didn't see the asterisk next to it, which the asterisk typically means on Apple Music that that's the most popular song. I didn't notice that until now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Yakin was pretty cool, too. I loved, like, the, the mixed, like, Arabic-English lyrics. So, I love on that song, and I'm I th- it, it might be an acoustic guitar or some sort of lute or some, it's some acoustic string instrument, but it sounds like it's very chimey, but it's not bright. As it just kind of like pokes through the mix very, and just sounds super sweet. I don't know if you remember that part. It's like towards the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember when exactly it came in because I forgot to take the notes. But because uh, I would have marked it down. But like, I remember that. I was like, ooh, yeah. I like this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that instrument. Because like it, I can't tell if it sounds like it. Like if they just took an acoustic guitar and just made the tone of it really nice or it had some recording thing or know. played some specific melody that sounds good. But like it. It sounds like it could be another instrument, but like every time it comes up, it just, I can only describe it, it just sounds very sweet. It's very, like a, not like it, the melody is sweet, even though that it is, but just the tone of it is just super smooth and sweet, but also just like, you can't ignore it. it right. through the mid-range. Right. Well, so, okay. For me, what I love about music and the thing that it can do to you is that it can just put an image into your head of what it is that it's describing you know and that might not be the same for you as it is for me but for me like when i listen to this kind of music i just i can picture just like huge you know like temples with like you know like really good lighting you know or it's just it's really how how would you say like 
what is it called where it's like early morning and like there's just only a few openings in the wall so like you could see like some light coming in but it's not that bright you know I don't know. I mean, it's just specifically it was just the way that the sun rises and hits whatever way your window's facing or however the light comes in. I don't know if it's a specific term or not. Right, but, but it's very it's very hard to describe the particular type of lighting I'm talking about when like I listen to this music. What it makes me think of, I don't know. It's but, like um, a it's very just... focused, but kind of dim, but also like just kind of illuminating. Still, it's like a warm. You feel warm, but not like just like it's blinding you. <laughs> No, not not really warm. More like cold. Feels cold. like it, like more like, yeah, like well, not necessarily in like a bad way. Like it's kind of like a I picture, like an abandoned kind of like old cathedral or something like that, or old synagogue or old kind of temple. Yeah, you know, and it's just kind of just things are smashed, but also like there's certain things that you that are still in, you know, like in good shape. So like you can see some of the remnants, but you see, and then you, there's just like you know. It's basically ruins, but, like, part of it still stands. You can still go inside it, and it's huge, you know? Like, it's just got this volume to it, and it just seems so vast, so that when this music is playing, it's just, like, echoing in an eerie way. Yeah, I think it's like a it's like a remnant of the past or, like, something that is mystifying that you want to discover or do you just want to know more about. And I should have done, like, a, mm. like some of the themes for the lyrics and just, like, the the actual contents of them i they blend a lot of spiritual elements of east and west so it's like they have some buddhism they have some hinduism they have some i don't know like specifically stuff from the quran like or but they also the the album cover is like a orthodox kind of it's they blend a lot of spiritual stuff together yeah what um like they're not religious are they i have no idea I don't. Okay. They're not like a political thing at all. They're just like a spiritual stonery type of band. Like they're, I I think my guess is their persona is like they wanted to make a group that makes trancey music, and they wanted a bunch of different types of people to flock to it. So they'll put different cultural elements of those countries and those religions together. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of the point. It's more of like a coexist bumper sticker more than a political statement, you know. <laughs> yeah and like actually i think they did a really good job with that like um because yeah like i got elements from like i could kind of feel like the christian stuff in the first song with like the gregorian chant yeah in- inspired uh singing and then like the the bongos kind of reminded me of like a hindu could you make or maybe the, even like the language what what language was that which in the first song yeah did it sound familiar um i thought it was just gibberish let me see right now <laughs> If I see <laughs> talking to a language guy, oh, it's just fucking gibberish, bruh. Um. Well, so I'm looking at the lyrics right now. They're written in the um, it's written in the the Latin alphabet. So, let me see. I just thought it was gibberish, but I kind of want to know this right now. We have other albums called Pilgrimage. God is good. Um. Oh, so apparently the the guy in the in the album cover for this album is John the Baptist, apparently. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looks like Wait Sanskrit and Arabic were some of the language on here. Let me see, genius.com. This is in... 
I'm just looking at. See, when I listen to yeah. it, it has like a Middle Eastern sound, but like just like how diverse the Middle East actually is, you know, with a bunch of different languages and religions. Yeah, but like also, I just feel like all of the songs, like I didn't necessarily get really a particular, like this leans more toward this culture slash religion, maybe except for the first song where I could, that was clear, like that singing was clearly inspired by gregorian chant even though like it wasn't sung in latin well that's what i'm saying I could t- they're, I, they're blending a bunch of styles right. of cultures and religions yeah. from the middle east into one like musical project it's really interesting because that, yeah. that's to me i think what their point was is like they're taking like all the cool aspects of that region and just making an album devoted to it and that's like having a christian you know album cover having you know cities or places in the bible and they're having arabic language or sanskrit or just having eastern sounding uh, note scales and keys and things like that so i i think to me that was just their whole entire point it was very um it was very ambiguous which i liked yeah. um very like i could tell it's one of those things where like many different people will have many different uh reactions to it you know and will get mm, very different things about it you know i thought like it i thought it could go like a couple of ways for you because I know you like some of this traditional kind of music, especially some of the chanting, but I didn't know if you're going to think that was a little bit more boring or just you had to, or just wasn't like making you zone out like it should. So you're just sitting there waiting for it to be over. No, um, no, it didn't make me think that, but yeah, it's very, I think you have to have a, like, even when you listen to more mainstream bands like this, like Tool or other prog bands or other bands that, mer- like, merge East and West together, you have to have a certain level of patience to listen to them in general. But I feel like this, you have to have a very, <laughs> very decent amount of patience to sit through them, even more than to enjoy them. Um, right, because, like, when I was doing it, I was, when I was listening to this, I was driving and seeing the countryside and the sunrise. Like, I... Like you said, don't know how well I would fare listening to this if I was just in my my room right now yeah. at nine o'clock at night, you know, like, well, actually, no, that's different because it's nine o'clock at night. Maybe I want to just relax, but it's like just midday. Like, yeah, it's not I don't want to listen either. to this <laughs> unless you're no. in beautiful scenery. Like, yeah, it has to be a good setting. Now, what is actually good midday music for you? Well, I mean, for me, I don't really like to listen to any music in the midday because it's just I know I'm not going to enjoy it anyways, just because in the midday, you're not in a good state of mind. But um, yeah, I don't really I mean, unless I'm at the store and it's just playing the radio and I'm doing something or it's like something that's energetic. I like listening to energetic things during the day. But like if I have like if I'm just like at home at myself do like not really listening to music or like I'll listen when I'm driving, but I can listen to a lot of different genres driving no matter what time of day. Um Right. Yeah, I don't really listen to music in the morning. I, I mainly just listen to music at night. Okay. Yeah, I listen to. Well, I listen to most of my music in the morning just because I'm doing deliveries, so I can just you know. Yeah, if I had I can, a job like you're doing, I probably would do it too. I just I I'm <laughs> I wake up at fucking nine o'clock most times or nine thirty, so it's like I don't really yep. need to listen. Must to be real fucking nice, it huh? <laughs> it's wonderful. I hope it never changes. Yeah, well, and I'm stuck out here. I think I have to get up tomorrow at four. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. I'm I'm I cannot function in the morning. There's no way I could do a fucking job where I have to be anywhere at four or at five <laughs> or six or whatever the fuck. 
No, I have to wake up at four. I have to be there at at five. Still though, fuck that. <laughs> no, I I know it's really it's it's still really bad. But um, I mean, if you give me coffee, I, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I mean, just don't. I don't know. I I don't. It's like the the whole argument of you know is having a caffeine addiction bad? Is having a nicotine addiction bad? Alcohol addiction? Obviously, there's levels, right? You're not gonna be a fucking you know you're not gonna suck dick for coffee, but. I don't know. Just I, I hear stories uh, no, of but... not being able to function without it, or like they just have to rely on coffee all the time. Well, right, but I mean, for me, all I really need is just having it in the morning. Like I don't need like six cups a day. Oh, that's good. So like I, I yeah. right? No, like I mean, certain days, like a Friday, if like I know I don't have to do anything the next morning, after I get out of work, I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee because, like, I'm going to the gym. It'll just, I know it's going to enhance it. I'm going to be in a better mood. I'm going to stay up longer. So I just think it makes sense. But Monday through, like, Thursday and, like, on the weekends, like, I just have one cup in the morning and I'm fine. Like, I don't need to. And, like, sometimes, like, I'm tempted. I'm like, you know what? I'll be, I'd be in a better mood if I was caffeinated. But I'm like, eh, I don't need it. It's whatever. Well, hopefully you can stick to being that way because, man, it's just. Everybody that I talk to just seems like they're in fucking hell because they can't function without their goddamn coffee. Oh, well, I can, but oh, shit, my mic fell. Sorry, it dipped. Took a mic dip. How did it dip? It's a fucking one stand on your desk. It's not even on an arm. (laughs) No, so you know how it can get loosened? You loosened it? No, it just got loosened Uh, somehow. I don't know. And then it just kind of just... So... Probably yeah um chinese bullshit yeah it probably is some chinese bullshit oh so anyways um i've been drinking a little bit more kombucha i think it's pretty nice so i don't know i mean i what, what brand do you drink it's like the what's it called it's like that one that's like everywhere um what i'm blanking help me out uh there's Health Aid, there's um, Mama Chia's, something like that. There's no, it's just like two. Try some, fuck, it's, it's just like two letters. Two letters? Yeah. I have no idea. Or if I. If I Wait, it's, it's like, like that. It's like that synergy thingy. Oh, uh. synergy, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, synergy. I don't know if that was the name of the brand or not. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I like it. And it's um, it's that is the most popular one. Yeah, um, it's the only one I've tried still, but um, I like it because it. Well, number one, it actually it tastes very nice because it's not, it's not even that sugary. It barely has any calories, but at the same time, it still feels like you're actually just like it's not like Lacroix where it's like okay, I'm not fucking drinking anything. <laughs> yeah, they actually have. I mean, it's technically. <laughs> I mean, there is alcohol in it. It is fermented, but I think depending on the brand and what one you get, you have to drink like fucking, you know, 30 or 40 of them in a row to get like even a slight buzz. But there's some yeah. there's some that warn like if you're pregnant, you can't, they don't recommend you drink it even that if it's that small because they can't prove that like but any like, amount of alcohol isn't harmful, even how minor. Right. But do you think that's just like a just in case kind of thing? Let's be safe. 
I think so, but it's it's strange because there's a bunch of bullshit that they know is harmful that the FDA lets fucking companies put in our food, mainly because of lobbying, but I don't know. I, I feel like alcohol is such, it's, I mean, obviously we're learning more as the years go by and shit flip-flops, but I mean, it's pretty apparent the health risks that can be shown for abusing alcohol and fetal, especially with fetal alcohol syndrome, so I guarantee you it's just companies just trying to avoid a lawsuit. But again, yeah, I learned the other. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say again, they're they're finding a bunch of new stuff about how like these. Oh, this is the safe amount of drinks in moderation that your body can consume. But I was reading an article the other day. I don't know how fucking sound it is, but saying that like if you're under forty, there's really no amount of alcohol that you can drink that's like any beneficial to you, or has any benefits to you. Because again, I'll say, oh, this drinking wine reduces your risk of cancer and improves your blood flow or some bullshit like that. So it's like even. If you're under 40, then it's just not going to have any sort of health <laughs> benefit towards you. But to, if you're over 40, they're saying that some uh, moderate drinking can be helpful for you, when, especially when you, you know, if you have any cardiovascular problems, or if you have diabetes or stuff like that. But I don't know, just alcohol's effect on your body in general is just not good. Right. No matter how I mean, I, I, I'm sure. And um, this isn't necessarily my opinion, but I'm wondering, like, could you make a case that like it helps for stress or something i don't know you technically could because there's a lot of things that help for stress but it just depends on like is the is the is the stress on your body worse than helping the stress of your mind it just depends i don't know i don't think that you know obviously moderate to light drinking unless you have some sort of problem already i don't think it's going to really do anything to you obviously if you abuse it then you're fucked but yep. so J- Jason's telling you to go out and drink. Fuck it. Too many people on this planet. Go do what you want. I don't give a fuck. Smoke all your <laughs> cigarettes, drink all your alcohol, do all your fucking crack. I don't care. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. When you were talking about, um, caffeine addiction for me, I just like when you have to take into account, like the, the three main addictions, which is like, well, in this case, it's like caffeine addiction, nicotine addiction, and alcohol addiction. I think, caffeine is clearly the the least bad you know no, no i wasn't because, comparing like obviously right is, but um especially compared to nicotine and alcohol you can make the argument for sugar too like you can obviously everybody's oh yeah no i think i think the sugar is worse than the caffeine because like yeah. at least the, the caffeine like it it helps me like do my tasks for the day that i need to do for my job for like my family for my life my my you know, like my religion like better yeah so like it like it it enhances you know um so that's why i'm like like it literally makes me essentially like just do everything i need to do better and it makes me do things better so i'm like i just don't see anything wrong with not doing it like i feel like i'm <laughs> i'm being like a bad person if i don't do it well not literally but i think you see what i'm saying I think it also depends on how active and healthy your lifestyle is around that. So it's like if you don't heavily drink or heavily smoke or, you know, eat shit all the time or you literally – I think those are the people that really have to rely on caffeine to just fucking do any sort of function throughout the day whether they have a normal job or a regular Oh, yeah, because if like – depending on like what you're eating, if you're eating like really high like sugar or like processed carbs and stuff like that, like your energy levels like – like after you like – have the hot like the sugar high then like you go down and the only way to get energy back is either by eating more sugar or just you know having caffeine and stuff like that 
Yeah, and I think anything that just makes your body go fucking roller coaster like, like that is just not good in general. I don't know. People just defend all this shit, or they just have that mindset of, oh, fuck it, we're here for a short amount of time, or you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so might as well have fun. It's like, fair enough, but if you're out here struggling from your choices every day, I don't really see a point to defend it, because you're obviously not yeah. living your best life, even if it is shorter, which goes against it, so... Because <laughs> we're all just blobs on a random planet in the middle of the universe, and we're just a blip. We're just fighting. That's not what that, existence. Right. That's for reference, guys. That's not what I believe. I was just I was making fun of that. <laughs> if you listen to the last podcast with Ethan, I think you can tell my assessment of that. <laughs> this is now what you believe. This this music has awakened you. You know, nihilist. Um, <laughs> that should be the title of the podcast. Like, will finally, um, sis, um, submits to nihilism. You're, you're gonna make a video like two weeks from now. It's gonna be like three in the morning, and you have like two monster cans. You're like, there is no god. <laughs> There's no god. There's no heaven. All this bullshit's not real. <laughs> Fucking Richard Ramirez yourself on camera. Or no, fuck. Who's Richard? Richard Ramirez. The you ever heard the story about the dude that was like a super Bjork fan? He like sent her like bombs in the mail and shit, but he he kept film. He like he had a this is back in the nineties. He basically got a video camera and vlogged himself every day, basically just slipping further into delirium until he painted his face like Darth Maul and shot himself. Uh, no, I have never heard of this. It's pretty brutal. I know. Oh yeah. His name. Anyway, it's just I can I could just see you just shaving your head, painting your face, and just start saying some bullshit because you lost your mind. Dude, I want to shave my head so bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wanted to because like my mom has been cutting my hair for a while just because we started doing that in the pandemic, and now I just keep doing it because it's free. So but go full um, bald? yeah, I wanted to go full bald, and my mom was like, "I'm sorry, I can't do that." <laughs> I feel like you have to get like a fuller beard before you go bald. Always just look like a. Well, I've, well, I don't know. I think in the past like two weeks, it's it's gotten something. I'm I'm starting to fulfill my dream of looking like a forty year old Jewish dad. Have you been using any oils or any uh, new things? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I use the oil. Um, I just you know wash it with shampoo. Um, with with regular shampoo. Oh yeah, like when I'm in the shower. I wouldn't do that. I would like they make specific like uh, beard soaps and beer like conditioners and things. I wouldn't use regular soap on it because it just dries it out or just doesn't make it grow or might stun it. I wouldn't use that. Really? Because I feel like when I get out of the shower, it looks better. Yeah, it might look better like temporarily, but like it'll just dry it out over time, or it just won't make it as nice, or it might even fucking kill them. It just depends. It also oh. depends on what shampoo. I don't know what shampoo you use, but most. Ones you buy in the grocery store are just full of bullshit. I just use the head and shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, <laughs> I would actually get something that's meant for it. I wouldn't like use head and shoulders on your beard. I sell that at like Walmart. I have no idea. You probably can order some on. I order some online. The the company that I use that makes the beard oil, they also make a a soap and also a body soap as well. Which company is this? It's called Honest Amish. Okay, because I use, I get all my beard shit from the Beard Club. Just because they had a they had a sale one time and I they had a really good price for like their their starting kit and I got it. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Do they make their own stuff? Or they just like bundle a bunch of different other products together. 
Oh, they they make their own stuff. Okay. So like they have like they have like a, they give you the um oh the, I take the vitamins. I didn't mention that. I also do those. What are they? Um, um, I don't know. I trust that whatever's in it is like what they need to go. It's it's like the beard club. Just it's like their own vitamin thingy. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to find. But, uh, but I think most vitamins are just placebo. And if that works, then power placebo, man, power the mind. But I don't know. I just. I took vitamins for a little bit just because I was curious and it didn't look like there's anything too harmful in them. So I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. And I didn't really think it did anything. So I was just like, I think this is just a way to just sell me money for vitamins I already have in my body that I'm not deficient in. That's not going to help me more. But the oil definitely helps and so does the conditioner. But, I mean, they might make one if you look online. I'm sure they do. Something. Yeah, they, they, they probably do. Um, Yeah, like I got the starting kit. It comes with like the a cup of like 30 pills um for the vitamins and then a derma roller and the oil <laughs> the funniest shit is like the have you watched youtube videos of people like telling you how to like you know grow your beard and what oils you use and all the the all the styling tips and shit like that have you delved deep into that rabbit hole Definitely, dude. Do you know how fucking bad I want, like, a beard? Like, that's, like, the one fucking thing I'm missing to be complete in life. There's a beard. Like, yes, like, I don't... I mean, it's gotten better, but it's still not there. Especially, like, I think the biggest thing holding me back is the fact that it just... It doesn't grow in everywhere. Like, my cheeks, just, like, they don't have any hair on them. It looks bad. Like I'm saying, you just have to fucking you have you, you you can't fight genetics. You just gotta follow where it grows, and then that's the style you're gonna have. If you can't have a full beard, especially if it doesn't grow in your cheeks, then so be it. Don't fight it. Just you know. No, it'll it'll get there eventually. But like, cause so like my grandpa has like a thick beard, and my dad like he can, but he just doesn't he doesn't grow his beard. And my uncles do. But like, what I didn't realize is like they didn't have it until they were older. So. Yeah, I know it like as you get older, I think it gets th- like if if you have the capacity to like grow like a full beard, like it just gets thicker over time. Like for me, like my I'm blanking like I because th- I had a goatee for like as soon as I could grow facial hair. I don't remember if it was patchy on the sides, but I know that like when my my beard was first coming in, it, it was patchy, but there was hair all over the place. Like I, I didn't think it was going to be like grow out. So it's like. Mine has to grow out a little bit longer for it to look fuller because, like, if I shave it, I can't sh- – like, I, I don't sometimes like having a longer beard. I'd rather just have it to where – you know some guys, they have it looks like it's, like, painted on them. It's super short. Yeah. I can't do that with mine because it's, like, it's super thin and patchy if it's short, but it, it's thicker when it's longer. So, like, there's, there's no areas of my beard where there, it's, like, a hole. Like, there's not hair grow Like, there's hair growing everywhere, but I just can't wear it short. Right. Well, I mean, I have hair growing on my cheeks, but like, it's just like, they're just here and there. And it's like, or the rest of it's just like, so light and small and short, you can't even see it. So, but, um, I know like increased testosterone helps. It's like working out, fucking eating the right foods. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not self congratulating myself, but like that problem I have that pretty much taken care of. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you keep going on that route, the older you get and doing the things I think, if your genetics aren't shitty, then you can grow. I mean, fucking women that transition can grow hair on testosterone. So, you know. Right, right. It yeah. just depends. Um, yeah, but dude, that's like, the, that's the, you, you know in Harry Potter when he like goes to the mirror of Erised, you know, and you like see your, your greatest desire? Yeah. 
That'll be like me. Like I'll see myself with like this like huge rabbinic like long ass beard. <laughs> so what I guess like what besides just like yo I think makes you look cool or you might garner more respect like why do you really want one? Well, for those things you just mentioned, like number one, it makes you look like it just it kind of demands respect, you know, the fact that you have the patience to do that. But also, like, it it makes you look more rugged. It makes you look more, like, just kind of bare bones and, like, just knuckles and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, like, um, also, like, it makes you look older, which I want. And it also makes you look ethnically ambiguous, which I also, like, because I, I, th- I feel like if I had that. You've already got that I- down, buddy. No, but I'm saying if I had the beard, then it would it would take it to, like, the next level, you know? No, I feel you. Like if I had the horseshoe style, I think I I, I could be anything. The horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, you know where you got like the ring kind of thingy around you. You remind me of know. a chin strap kind of guy. That's what you strike me as. Well, because that is what I am. But um, <laughs> a chin strap. <laughs> I am, and it looks so shit. No, I don't think you like a chin strap is where they just like they shave a really thin fucking. It's like you giving your your face an outline pretty much it's like a thin strip of hair that just goes all around your face like a chin strap oh yeah i don't have that but like in certain pictures and certain lighting it kind of looks like i do all the shit people i knew in my life had chin strap beards i got you (laughs) but like also okay so like like i mentioned it demands respect it makes you look more rugged and masculine and also um i just like how fluffy it is (laughs) And like if to have my my own one of that, I think it would be pretty cool. But also like well, the only other thing, like it just it makes you look more intimidating. It depends on the kind of beard. Some people just look ridiculous with them. I know, like me. But also like um <laughs> No, but like certain people, like if you can do it, like you know not to fuck with them because like you just know they got some some shit going on. Like I don't know, um I'm trying to if I can give an example. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, do you know that movie about like that Ukrainian, like boxer or whatever, I like Boyka? Don't think I've ever watched any boxing movies. They just sound boring as fuck to me. Well, I've never seen it. I just know what the guy looks like. It's his. He's like Boyka, I think. Let me look it up. I'd rather. Yeah, look up, look up a picture of Boyka. Boyka. Some bullshit. Yeah, I spell that like B O C Z O Y K A or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like some, like Boyka. what? Yeah, Boyka Undisputed is the name of the movie. This dude has like a goat. He just has a regular goatee. No, but that's like the ring thingy. The dude just looks intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm no, no, no. But t- look at a picture of that actor without the beard. He just looks like some dude. Like it's it's like insane. It gets night and day the difference. I think it's because it's a change of hair too. Like if he didn't have that mohawk shave sides kind of style. Um but again, like you can either look like that, but if you just naturally have that like masculine, chiseled, just kind of rugged look, or if you're just gonna look like you're gonna go yell at the waitress at Texas Roadhouse with us, you know, it just depends. <laughs> That's a good way to compare with the... <laughs> Seriously, like... You know. But no, I get what you're saying. Like, th- if you wear it right and you don't fight and you just, you know, 
do something that actually matches your head shape, then yeah, you look fucking intimidating or at least respectful. Or I mean, sweeter. depends. Well, right. Cause like I, I go to the gym and like, I, I do deliveries and work in a shop and fix spray machines. So like, I just feel like it would fit me, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, why me? Do I not? Like, why do I not have it? I don't get it. It's killing me, man. I'm depressed. You're only 19, bro. You're you'll be fucking. I'm I'm okay, sure. I kn- I knew dudes when I was 16 years old in like a sophomore in high school, and they could already like have like a full beard. It's yeah, like and they super were thick. You could ethnic. You're fucking you're fucking. <laughs> well, I know they're like. Well, okay. Let me let me try to think. The guy I have in mind, I know was um was italian they're the hairiest um, people on the fucking planet no i think the hairiest people on the planet are like the people from like the near and middle east they're close in region they're only <laughs> they're still well, by the same sea why well, i know but like they're Greek, still not Turkish, exactly the same italian yeah so anything Russian. mediterranean anything mediterranean european slash like near middle east that is going to be the the hairiest yeah some fucking Italians yeah. look Middle Eastern. Like sometimes it's hard to tell. Dude, some fucking French people look Middle Eastern, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not even talking about like the like Muslim immigrants to France. I'm talking about like people that are like ethnically French yeah. and have like French names and like all. Oh, it's like they. Some of them, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Directly to the, what's up, bro. It's, what's up, man? Je m'appelle Damas. Um. Je m'appelle Damas. <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, but fucking, I'm t- you'll, dude, dude. You can't even legally drink yet. Like, I'm sure you'll be fucking there. It'll be just fucking. It's good that you're starting young, and then you'll grow into it. Well, I mean, I think it's looking better. Like, I don't know if I if I showed you the picture. Like, I I took a picture of myself with the fucking glasses. I was like, it is Judean season right now, baby. It's gonna be the hot talk of Christian Mingle, bro. Wait, I gotta show you this. I'm gonna put the picture on the um. You fucking better the... put it up on the screen. Yeah, I will put it up on the screen. <laughs> Dude, look at this. I was like, "Hey, I finally look like my grandpa now." <laughs> I'm dying to see this picture. I really am. Let's see. Hey, look at you! It is starting to fill. I'm getting a little neck beard right there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I can grow a mean little Amish beard. I. Right. I I showed that to one of my friends at the gym. He said I looked like some like I looks like quote unquote that drunk Jewish uncle. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of phlegm going on in this picture right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, did I show you? I also bought I bought some Nazarene robes. Nazarene robes. Yes. What the fuck is that? Well, you know Nazareth, right? Yes, I'm familiar with Nazareth. And you know those kind of clothes you see people wear when like they make movies about like Jesus and stuff like that and the like, Jews that were living there, right? The white robes and shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do do you want me to send you that and I could flash it up on the, the screen. <laughs> oh yeah, like I took a picture of me in them. Yes. I would like to see that. <laughs> Okay, give me a second. Good lord, dude. I'm telling you, you have so much good dating profile material. Just picture after picture of nonstop bangers. 
ne- like from from glasses looking like Uncle Moisha to is it? Wait, do you actually need glasses? I don't. I don't think, I don't think oh, I've ever no. seen you in glasses. No, those are fake glasses. <laughs> like all of the other males in my family on my dad's side wear glasses ex- except me. Like my bro- my dad wears them. Not all the time, but like sometimes. My brother does, my grandpa does, my two uncles do, my my cousin does, but like I am the only Zeldin male who who doesn't. Got lucky, bro. Wait. I shouldn't have to wear glasses. I actually kind of think I look better with them. I don't know. You remember that era where people were wearing the real 3D gla- like glasses unironically? <laughs> Like the 3D yeah, fucking like glasses. Yeah, the real 3D. They fucking they fucking popped out the lenses on those things and just wore them. You don't remember that era? No, I mean unless that was like 2006, like emo goth era. I don't know. No, it was like 2012 or 2014, somewhere in that fucking era. Oh no, I uh, I legitimately I don't remember that. Walk around in real 3D glasses. It was fucking surreal. But um. <laughs> Wait, did you get the picture? No, I didn't get it. Yet. I'm fucking dying to see it though. It's gonna be my Facebook profile picture. Yep, open this up. <laughs> it's like wrinkled too. It's like a bench. It's like... <laughs> well, yeah, because it came in folded. You know so... those like white laundry bags with a drawstring that you throw <laughs> when you like go camping or some shit. Ah, uh, yeah. It's probably made out of the same material, just because that's all they had back then. Dude, I, you're gonna fucking go on a shooting spree one of these days, man. <laughs> you're gonna radicalize. Really? That's what you think? <laughs> so I tr- well, I Hand I just eye. like I like cosmetics. I think cosmetics are like the coolest fucking thing ever. You're into cosmetics? Oh fuck yes! Why do you think I show up to the guitar store wearing like those like tropical shirts and and or like button downs? Like That's I just think really, they look I fucking do that too. That's not really that out there. Right, but like I used to come in just wearing like t-shirt and shorts, but I'm like, yeah, I don't really want that anymore because it kind of looks really ugly. You're so maturing to a young adult. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm turning into Will from Will to William. Wait, no, would it be the other way around? I think from William. Yeah, but I don't like the name William. Like, I don't like my name. You can go by Bill. I don't like that either. <laughs> Billium. Billy. I don't like that. Billy. Like, um... I don't like my name. And that's the other thing. What's like, your middle name? Soulon. What? It's my mom's um, maiden name. It's French. What? One more time? Soulon. Soulon? Soulon, yeah. Interesting. So my name is William Soulon Zeldin. That's a fucking And mouthful. I believe I... I believe I'm the only human being on the planet with that name. It's time to start your career. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, going back to the album, what do you rate it out of 10? Oh, shit. I forgot that even existed. <laughs> um, Well, I'm probably going to give it either a 6 or a 7. Because, um, I mean, for what it is, I think it's great. But it might not always be, you know, like it's it's not always going to be that that music that I'm going to want to listen to all the time. Um, it is the most, 
unique thing you recommended to me so far, and I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. Um, I have a lot of different. Un- there's so many fucking weird genres that I listen to. That one, that one oh, is more of like damn. an introduction to this kind of genre. Again, it, it's more. Of, I don't think there's a band out there that's similar to them. Obviously, there's maybe you know like local bands or people that are influenced or smaller acts mm-hmm. that are like that because they're not even that big of an act themselves. Um, well, I mean, I, I see other bands that have like elements of what um was doing yeah like you know tool but that's not like the main thing of tool that's part that's just part of tool and what they use to like you know bring out other elements of their song well that's what i'm saying i don't know of too many like actual like meditation-esque bands or bands that do that style all the way obviously there's a bunch of especially in this subgenre of metal there's a bunch of bands that have those kind of elements or they kind of recreate that mood just with like slow droning guitar riffs but again, like if, right. if you're a person and like you don't hear the the subtleties of that, or if it doesn't relax you, if it just like annoys you, then you're not gonna get that feeling. It's just gonna be like ten minutes of like distortion that you just can't distinguish. Um, well, oh shit, this fucking okay, never mind. <laughs> I think it like like the what is like the Siri that's on like Microsoft Microsoft. Oh, um, Cortana. Oh yeah, that like accidentally act activated for a second i was like what the fuck um well yeah i think i'm gonna settle for a seven out of ten i think that's a really good rating like it's solid solid. for what it is it's for what it is it's excellent it just loses the points in just like the um the context aspect of the music you know meaning like just like being able to listen to it in different situations right um what and i know this is kind of true for me for a lot of music like a lot of music especially like just mainstream kind of traditional and i don't mean mean mainstream as in pop i just mean like mainstream music as in like traditional songs or traditional strong structures and stuff like that they just sound better to me when i'm doing something you know like it's i mean there are exceptions like tool i can sit down and and listen to and like genuinely you know in in multiple different different moods but when i'm driving in the car it is much easier for me to listen to things like um you know like led zeppelin or um what else would it be like or or like like a megadeth or anything like that you know anything hard rock metal yeah if i'm like driving in the car in the gym you know it's 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 a lot easier to listen but like when i'm just sitting down I mean, I could still do it. Like, I've sat down and listened to my vinyls I have of... Like, I have the vinyls for the first five albums of Metallica. And, like, I listened to almost all of them. Like, I really enjoyed them. And it let me appreciate the album more. I guess it just depends on how sophisticated the music is. But, um, this... different genres, so you just have different shit to listen to when you get bored. Well, that is true, but also... That is true, but also like those albums have been with me longer, you know, and like I've been, I've been, they've been able to resonate with me longer in a way that like I don't know what this music is gonna do for me, you know, like three years later, you know. I mean, so my thing with this kind of stuff is like, and this is because like I love this kind of genre. It, it started with Black Sabbath, right? And a lot of guys are influenced by the more slower, evil sounding stuff that Black Sabbath did, but also like I said, has an element of drone and just like that you can meditate towards. It. So there's a lot of bands. Uh, in the 80s and 90s that did that kind of sound in Sleep, the original band where this bass player from is from was like one of the most popular ones like it's like any guy that listens to this genre knows who they were and there's a lot of bands that were influenced by them, also guitar tone wise, there's amps and pedals 
you know, thousands of them that are dedicated to that kind of style and tone, especially on the song like State of No Return. It's just there's no guitar in that song at all. It's just all heavy bass fuzz. Mm, So it's just that droney, just muddy, fuzzy kind of sound that you just, you know, the right person you can trance to. But again, it commands a lot of attention even when you're meditating because like it's they're long songs definitely so it's like if if you're not at peace you're not it's going to be a test of your patience so it's like you can't like listen to it all the time like who has the time to listen to fucking you know 10 12 minute songs all the way through all the time well yeah i mean it's like uh 2001 a space odyssey if you could draw a comparison to to um cinema when we watched that in science class in eighth grade you know, of course, all of the stupid people in my class, okay, I shouldn't say that because I, I just, I don't want to be disrespectful anymore, but um, <laughs> like all the people in my class were just, well, I mean, it's true. Like I just, I, I don't want to come across as like a dick. Um, you done being so, yeah, like, Alex Jones of the show. <laughs> I was kind of doing that for a little while and I didn't, I did not realize that, but I, I've come to grips with that, but uh, <laughs> so I guess I have in that sense. But, um, so like, as I was saying, all of the people in my class were like, oh, this is so stupid. This is boring. Like no one's speaking. What is this with this monkeys and shit? Like, wait, what, what are these monkeys doing? What is this long, like rectangle thingy? This is like stupid. It's boring. Like, and of course I was the only kid in the class who liked it. I was like, this is like the best movie ever. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's fucking awesome. It's so like dreamy and like just relaxing and, and like it's a vibe. trippy too like that part at the end like what the fuck was that that is like one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah i i think and like because people have made the argument right so it's like like a lot of people that are into very intelligently crafted things or things that take a lot of time or attention to or things that take a lot of detail or require a lot of attention to detail or just you have to understand a lot of things just to enjoy it. There's two different kinds of people. The ones that will like accept that and enjoy it and truly like are passionate about it or the ones that just think it's too much or they just want something that's instantly gratifying or just, you know, bright sounds and colors like a toddler and just be fucking entertained until you're bored, right? But well, I, right. I think like, cause, like yeah. I, don't, I don't want the extreme. I don't want like both of those in their mm-hmm. own world. Like I want like I want them at the same time. I, I don't think life would be better if we had one or the other all the time. Well, I think, you know, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that everyone has something that they're nerdy about, you know, and they know extreme detail about it and like appreciate things in a way that like another person who isn't in on it would see it and not really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so like for me, obviously I really love like, you know, I'm into craft and like arts and like the art of making things and like you know constructing things and so that's why like when i when i was really into movies and like i still am but even though i've drifted off you know quite a bit because i don't watch as many as anymore voluntarily but also just because my schedule is completely different like i work a lot more but um i you know like i i watched a lot of like video essays and like movie reviews and i just watched a lot of behind the scenes and like i, I didn't realize like how much actually went into not only just like making a movie look like a movie but actually like like the way a movie's edited the way a movie's like written the way it's directed the way like the lighting looks like there's so many things that like actually make something genuinely engaging 
and that's why I started. I, I could tell there's like a difference between, you know, like a 2001 a Space Odyssey and the Marvel movies and stuff like that. You yeah. know, um, I mean, even shitty movies, the, the amount of money and production and time and detail that it takes is fucking astronomical, and it sucks. Oh, when it's, it doesn't it's come across like that in the finished product, but you know, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why, like, a bad movie to me is better than a boring movie. I love shitty movies. They're my favorite. Yeah. I hate boring like, movies. Um, like, like, boring, serious movies. Like, shit like fucking Housewives would watch or something. Like, I hate this so much. I've never seen that. Oh. Well, no. I, I think a good example of, like, a 5 out of 10 is, like, uh, like a lot of Marvel movies are like that for me. Where I'm like, yeah, I good. just... There's a couple I do like. I like the first Captain America where he's like, where like the first half of the movie, he's like, he's like, you know, he's that really little guy and like, he just wants to fight for his country and he has like that, like that patriotic spirit. And he actually is given the opportunity eventually when he's like given the steroids and you, and like, I, I was like, yeah, I can actually like feel like that character. I was into the story. I mean, obviously has some problems. Like the second half is just really boring. Cause it's like, oh, well now he's like a superhuman so he can do anything and also like i i thought red skull was like kind of boring and like the whole hydra thing i was like yeah but um i think the first iron man is fine i haven't seen it in like forever um i really thought that the new spider-man i thought was really good i did like because i although like yeah it's it's weird like that i i don't know what it's called but you're talking about the the newest um, what the fuck is it? Tom called? Holland one, the, yeah, the one No Way Home. Spider Man's that one. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, cause like that literally, cause a lot of times like the studios like they they focus all of like the f- the quote unquote like like what the fans want in like all of the wrong spaces. And I thought that was like the first time because like I never thought that a movie like that would have ever existed. <laughs> but like the fact that they did that, I was like, whoa! They like actually gave people what they wanted. Everyone was happy. They made a shit ton of money. Like this is a win-win. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like that one. Like I, I remember, but I it kind of took me a little. I I think I saw the tail end of it coming out of theaters. Like it, it, I took a while to watch it, and everybody's saying, "Oh, this is the best Spider-Man. Or this is the best Marvel movie in a while that they've made." And I I didn't like I don't go into things like having high expectations for stuff because I know people overhype shit. So I just you know go into it with a yeah, space. But when I watched it, I liked it. The story was good. I liked the pace of it. But the one thing that Marvel movies do that like it it irritates me, but not enough to really hate them is like they try so hard to have funny dialogue. Like they really force it. It gets awkward. Oh yeah, that, I'm like just, okay. That, like that trope was really heavy in the last Spider-Man. Like, like the first half of the movie, I was like, people thought this was the best one. Like, this has the worst dialogue, and it's like super fast paced, and like everybody's throwing shit back and forth. The editing jumps really quickly. Like it was just, it was a very like, I, I thought people oh, yeah. hate this one a lot, <laughs> but the second half so got people, a lot better. Well, people don't really care about that. I so and when the, and that that's fine because a lot of people you know when they watching a movie they just want to you know they want to have fun and like that's that's cool I mean sometimes I am like that like when I saw Top Gun I was like oh this was fun like I don't know if you saw it um, I have no desire to watch Top Gun it just <laughs> I actually no I actually I think you should because like it's actually well, okay so I watched the first movie like beforehand I thought it was just, like really bad um, I hate to offend my dad because he loves it but. 
It's it's very dated. It's really boring. Well, you know my the soundtrack. The 80s, so. Right. Well, the soundtrack is. <laughs> we we know how much we love the eighties. <laughs> the soundtrack is actually like pretty good because it has Danger Zone in it, I and also like the Danger Zone. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, Danger Zone is a banger, but also like the score music. I think um, I forgot who did it, but like it, it, it's actually really good, and kind of like I don't know, it's hard to describe. But um, the, the in this like new movie, it was really fucking exhilarating. All of like the flight sequences and stuff, and like the story, it was like just enough of like something I could care about. <laughs> and, but without it being like you know like too like I think it did like it, it balanced it very well. It'd be really funny if you go to like a like a convention or a signing or anything like that, and you get to talk to like any of the cast members, the director. <laughs> you're like, "What do you think of this movie?" You're like, oh, it's just enough for me to care about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in, in that genre, I think that's like that's pretty high praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is the best you can do in this genre. Congratulations, fucking. I know, but it's but it's like a shame though, because when you when you watch like older action movies, they actually had like good stories. Like in Die Hard, like that is a really good story. And like some of them, some old action movies were the fucking diamond or one and the same. Oh, like I'm, I don't know. Like, do you like Terminator? I fucking love Terminator. I think I, Terminator is like Terminator, a... Yeah, I, I even Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, like he's. I don't think he's a good actor, but I mean he's entertaining. So whatever. No, he's not a good actor, but for that role, he's like perfect. Yeah. Because he's literally playing a a fucking robot, and a robot doesn't need to emote. So, like... I hated his one-liners, that's it. I just couldn't stand them. Really? I fucking... In in the first one or the second one? Like, I can't believe I'll Be Back is famous. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, I don't know why that one... No, I think it's hilarious because like I did, when the first time I saw it, I didn't know what it was that he was like talking about, and then I realized it's because he like literally comes in five seconds later and like fucking crashes through like the thing with the car. I thought I was I was dying laughing. I thought that was hilarious. No, it was definitely and a it was scene. I'm just saying like his the, his delivery and his one because like he it's like that in almost every movie that he's in. He has like really shitty one liners and broken English. Like it's just fucking right. But like. In that movie, it makes sense because, like I said, he's literally playing a robot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it makes it honestly kind of like like it, it it just fits him really well. And like when he and on and I know in the in the first one he doesn't speak as much, which I I liked better. And that's part of the reason why I like the first Terminator better than the second one because in the second one, like, I mean, I really like the second one. Don't get me wrong; it's an awesome movie, but I don't like how Arnold is the good guy. I think it's better that he's like the bad guy um but also i don't like the kid i think the kid's like really annoying <laughs> what about the cop the the liquid cop oh he i um yeah he, he's robert patrick yeah, yeah. that F, I, I don't know anything else he's been in but yeah no i think he's really good do you know that adam jones did some of the special effects in that movie i think specifically like when the cop gets shot and like the the liquid metal like expands, or like when he like pushes through the uh, the the gates, the or the the Adam, Adam Jones like from Tool. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did a couple special effects for movie. I know like he did something for Jurassic Park and a couple <laughs> other big films with Spielberg. Oh um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's another really good movie I like. Yeah. Um, I hate Jurassic World, dude. Those are with fucking Chris Pratt. And oh, those are like the personality. F- those are like the fakest fucking movies oh, like you can so get. 
the only thing that kind of saves it for me is like the fact that it's dinosaurs and like dinosaurs like they're just so cool what are you, fine? you know <laughs> they're dinosaurs they well go. yeah i get i guess so but dude you have to admit like dinosaurs are really fucking badass like it's so. dinosaurs but at the same time like i can never imagine like going back and watching those like people shit on jurassic park 3 i think jurassic park 3 is better than like the fucking jurassic world movies like <laughs> Yeah, there's like that I would rather... 90s, early 2000s cheesiness to it that just just holds a place in my heart. I don't know why. It's like, I swear, Man, like, Dra- fuck it. Like, we don't want to put any money towards production. We're just going to make this fucking fake as possible. In which one? In the third one. Yeah. Well, actually, people hate on the kid. I actually like the kid. I thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, and like, yeah, I like how he it was cool. He was like surviving on his own in the middle of like the dinosaur island. Yeah. Also, the Spinosaurus was pretty cool. Like, that's all you can really get from it. Oh, I also liked how... Because, you know, like, the first movie, Dr. Grant, you know, he was like, he loved the dinosaurs. He thought they were, like, so cool. But, like, when you get to the third movie, he, like, doesn't want to have anything to do with dinosaurs anymore. And so, like, when any time anyone asks him, like, a question about the dinosaurs, he's like, just shut up. (laughs) I thought that was really cool. And how, like, he doesn't want to go back to the island and stuff like that. Dude, hearing you talk about this reminds me of this. There's a, Have you heard the show on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum? No. It's a show about, like, it follows, like, autistic people trying to find love. And there's a guy on there that was, like, super into dinosaurs. And, like, every date he would go on, he would just fucking talk about dinosaurs the whole time. <laughs> yeah. The point of the story is that I am autistic. <laughs> I, I have legitimately contemplated that multiple times. If you're on the spectrum. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You can take. I think it just depends. Test. Yeah, that would be kind of kind of uh, nice to take. We'll do that. Um, we'll, we'll do a live action podcast. We'll get drunk and play fucking autistic tests and see. If we, oh see if we can beat our shit, score. dude! No. <laughs> well, you play along. <laughs> we'll both take one. See who gets a higher score. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> That is great. Um, well, so like you're talking about like the Jurassic World. I remember like, like his movies just like aren't the same anymore just because of like Netflix and stuff like that. I remember how much fun I had going to see the um st- the Star Wars Episode Seven for the like in the movie theater. That was fun as shit. Was that the the first of the new ones that they made? Yeah, yeah, it was the the first of the new ones. Um, obviously now, you know, I have different opinions about the movie, but um, and just like Star Wars in general, because Star Wars just kind of just gets worse for me, like as time goes on. I don't know what um, it was, but like I, like I didn't I didn't like Kylo Ren at first. I thought he was just like a fucking, like just like. <laughs> just they put an angsty teenager as a villain but i like i loved him from the beginning like i because i know know, like many many people said that initially i i always liked him because like i really liked how the whole point of his character is like he's just you know he's trying to be something he's not and therefore like you know like he's he's just like he's like trying to be evil and that's why like i kind of knew at the at from the beginning that, like, he kind of maybe would have been, like, redeemed, but, like, I just like how he was honestly, like, 
an allegory for like Star Wars fans of how like pissed off and like angry and like hissy fit they are about like the slightest inconvenience of like anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when like just you you write like you give Luke a blue lightsaber instead of a green lightsaber, like ah, fuck. Yeah, it's like, where do I go in my head? Like, do I hate it because it's a shitty movie or do I like it because it pisses off the nerds? I don't know what you exactly. want to for. But yeah, he... No, he, that's why... <laughs> that's why I, I... That's part of the reason why I love... Um, well, it's not, it's not the main reason, obviously, because it's really good, but I love the original Clone Wars show. I think I've mentioned that. It is so awesome. Yeah, I've yet to um, I've heard it's really good, though. Dude, we could do that for the podcast, and we could talk about it. Let's talk about the Clone Wars. <laughs> that reminds me. <laughs> do you know... I told you about Red Litter Media, right? I remember having no context to it. <laughs> That's what I remember. Dude, they make this this um, series where like they make fun of... like. Um, shows like that where like that's all people talk about it's called the nerd crew <laughs> where it's like people talk about like news about like upcoming like movies and like franchises and stuff like that i'd rather watch the drag show <laughs> no but no but like they make fun of people who do that uh, i have to check it so I, like i need to frame a reference because it just sounds like fucking right dude a marvel shirt bitching about a movie or something well, it is, but like they're making, f- but like, like, I, like I'm saying, they're like, they're making, like, so what they do is like, they keep in mind, they build all of their sets, but which I think is really cool. So they just have this room where they just, they bought a shit ton of like just stupid, like collectibles and like action figures and posters and like all of these different, like just random merchandise for like, you know, like Star Wars, Marvel, like all of these different things. And then, like, they wear, like, the ugliest, like, shit you find at, like, a comic book store. Like, they wear, like, those, like, flat bill, like, hats, like, baseball caps that says, like, Star Wars on it. <laughs> or, like, um, they just wear, like, all these, like, t-shirts or just, like, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> or, like, this, he was wearing, like, um, like, a suit jacket and it had, like, Star Wars all over it. <laughs> Yeah, I have to go check it out. I fucking I hate fucking Star Wars fans and Marvel fans. It's like everybody without a personality. Like that's their favorite shit. And I think that was yeah, the no, main problem with like the because like I said, Kylo Ren really was re- he he was redeemed. I I liked his character in the end, and I liked the growth that he went through. I just I don't know why initially I was just like ugh. But the one thing I couldn't stand was the fucking main the girl the main character like. God, she's oh, yeah. so fucking boring. It should have yeah. been the black dude. He should have been the main character. Yeah, he was cool. And then they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. So, well, I I liked Ray, but like they didn't do like she was like a nice like I actually enjoyed like watching her. I thought she had like a good personality. Yeah, but, but like <laughs> her character, I was just like you didn't really like do anything with her. I was like, what was like off of the she... trope that she was special, like the the special main character trope. That was it. Like that's oh right, and that do. comes right, and that comes from the fact that like they didn't have a plan when writing this. That's what it felt like. It just felt like we'll just get a fucking woman in here and a black guy. Well, I mean, he was. I liked his character. I also liked um the. I can't remember the. I'm blank. It's been forever since I've seen them. That's why I'm describing them based off of the race and gender. <laughs> um, the, the it's Muslim okay. Pilot, that guy was really cool too. I can't remember his name. Oh, in in um Rogue One. 
Well, he was in a couple of them, wasn't he? No, I think he was just in Rogue One. Oh, well, I like that guy's character. Oh, that's right. That wasn't even part of the... Dude, that girl was worse, actually. I, I think Ray was a better oh, character. Oh, fuck. Yeah, girl. no, because, like... awful. Yeah, Jin. She had, like... She wasn't even likable, because, like, no. at least Ray, she had, like, a nice personality, and she was, like, a friendly person. You could tell she, like, actually, you know... You know, like, she was a good person, but, like, Jin, it's, like, you're just an asshole. Like... She's just fucking just you know? whiny and bit. I hated her fucking character. But yeah, so that's I kind of that's why it's it's disappointing because like you can like she's definitely a great actor and like they gave her like a I don't know like I guess it was like in real life it's a good personality but just like for a movie I think it's boring. Oh sure. Like they I think like they really did not write well for her character at all. Like she they I, didn't they didn't write well for a lot of the characters yeah but that's fine because like who gives a shit they're extra characters like the robot had more personality than anybody in that fucking show or that movie which is really funny right but even like but like i was i was saying like even the characters like that are just not like the side characters but, like the main actual characters like they had good setups but like you didn't do anything with them you know like finn because like finn i thought was really cool i loved him but then yeah his origin was a lot cooler he was a fucking clone on the empire ship that went rogue like <laughs> yeah and it was cool to you actually got to see like how the stormtroopers were like how he didn't know like who he was really yeah. he was like taken from like like his family and it was like a baby you know yeah i thought i really liked that but then you know and like I, he was gonna sacrifice himself and i accept it and then it just gets all fucked up when like rose comes in i was like what? What? Like, oh yeah, that was weird. Didn't... That was that was totally a fucking Disney move. Yeah, I was like, you could have just. It would have been so much better if he just sacrificed himself. He honestly should have been the main character. Oh, definitely. Well, he's a man, so well, you know, no, can't do that. That's not my point. <laughs> no, no, I was, but like, that's probably why they didn't do that. Oh, because they wanted a female character as the main character. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. See, that's why I I, I can't tell if it's because like I I haven't seen any other. Mo- I think what I should do I'm gonna look up like other movies she's been in, because like I can't tell oh. if it's the the actor that plays Ray, or the actor. Oh, or um, actor actress, whatever the mm. fucking term is now. Um, because yeah, like Daisy I can't Ridley. Tell, yeah. yeah, I can't tell if like because you can obviously tell she's a good fucking actor and she played the part well, but like I can't tell if it's like a shitty fucking writing of a character or it was just she was just a really boring personality for that character. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot more like sweet, yeah. like, you know, sincere, you know, reserved characters that play in movies. Right. So I don't know if she wasn't a good one or they just didn't write her. Well, I can't tell what, you know, what the case is. I've only seen Like I've only seen her in one other thing, which was the, like the murder on the Orient Express or whatever. She was fine. I don't really remember because partly because the movie was so boring. But um, <laughs> maybe that's the thing. She likes playing boring, serious characters. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think like who would be a a, a better replacement for her as a main. Like, but, Scar- like Scarlett Johansson or something. I don't know. Nah, not Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I like her as an actress. Um, I'm trying, just trying to think, like, um, the fucking, um, I'm blanking. Um, because there's a lot of fucking good actresses that could play that role, and I'm, I, I had a couple in my head, but of course on the spot I'm blanking now. But uh, like Jennifer Lawrence or something? Maybe I don't know. 
I even, I mean, I haven't even really seen many of her movies. Like, I never saw The Hunger Games, so, so I don't know. So actually, this is this is kind of my parallel. So it's like I like Jennifer Lawrence in a lot of different movies. I liked her in X Men. I liked her in um, fuck, what is that? God damn. Oh, I hate that I'm blank right now. Perfect example. I like her in a lot of different movies. I think she's an awesome actress and she plays really cool characters, but I hated her character in The Hunger Games for the same reason. Like, they made her a boring mm, main character. Okay. Well, it's just like, they're just like boring, like, I'm a badass woman. Like, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. That's great. So I, I think that's the reason. So it's like, I think it was just bad writing. Because like, if Jennifer Lawrence true. played that, yeah. if she was in the Star Wars movie, I feel like it would be a similar kind of thing. She wouldn't have like that. It was like she's known for having like a pretty big personality and also like a pretty like badass personality in a lot of different movies that she plays in. Not like in the Hunger Games. Like I feel like the Hunger Games, she's like really that's like her tamest character. I think. I see. Yeah. Um, so I think that she was boring in Star Wars too. Just the way that they wrote that character. Yeah, honestly, because like. I mean, yeah, like, it, it has to be the writing, Because, right? like, it honestly wasn't that well-written. Like, if you, like, were to take away the legacy of Star Wars and this was, like, a standalone sci-fi thing, it wouldn't be that well-received, I think. It's either oh, people no. going to be like, oh, I hate it because but, this is not as good as the old Star Wars and the diehard fans hate it, or it's like, I love it because of the diversity or the whatever bullshit, right? So it's like, that's, like, your two avenues. Right, but, like, yeah, and then that that is so true, and like I share the same sentiment to nearly anything that's like Star Wars branded, uh, like like specifically like the Mandalorian. I'm like, guys, if you didn't know who Boba Fett was and all of his stuff, like this whole thing with like his revenge with like the dude in Jabba's palace, like this would probably just be some like random generic revenge story that you've seen in a billion different things it's well, like just the, the fact that was really well written because it, it almost like it was a it, it was an independent story but like it could stand alone on its own if it even if it wasn't because like it technically wasn't i mean obviously it's star wars it's in the star wars universe but it didn't like play off of like any of the tropes until like when fucking luke comes out at the end obviously you got to throw in the fan service but i thought it was well written. that i was like what the yeah, fuck like, like Especially the first season, like it, it was very well written. But also, I think it's because it's the pacing of a show. Like show, a good show is gonna beat out any good movie because you know you have the time and and pacing to write a good story and it's continuous, as opposed to having to cram in a lot of shit in a two and a half hour time frame. Yeah, no, that's another big thing that the the new Star Wars movie showed is that like it is very it is very hard. Yeah. To get an audience invested in in two hours, you know, for a whole story to complete. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't compare the two because, like, since it's a show, but, like, if The Mandalorian was a movie, it probably wouldn't be that well done either. No, but I still think that even in its state, like current state, like I still think it's really boring. Like the first season, even like I thought it was really bland. I thought most of like the action were just like it was just all variations of shootouts essentially. Um. And that's something I really love about the Clone Wars show I was talking about is that there's so much fucking variety. Like, they pull out so many different things that, like, you never thought they would have been able to do. And I know that show has the advantage of being animated. And when something's animated, you can literally do anything you want. But at the same time, like, they took advantage of that because, like, you can do it. The only thing limiting you in animation is you and, like, what you are able to imagine. Because if you can imagine it, you can do it. 
Well, it definitely but, takes um, a lot more creativity, I think. Like, you can, yes, like, and like that's the other thing about Clone Wars. It's really, and like, I know you haven't seen it, but I really want you to. Is that it's it's so creative, like all the ways they do the action and the actual like way they visually tell the story and stuff like that. It's really, it's good art. Like that's a, the other reason why it still sticks with me, and it's still my favorite like Star Wars thing to this day. You know, because like most of the regular movies. I don't really care about it anymore, yeah. but that still sticks with me just because like the Clone Wars show is because it's so artistic and it's just such a, a well crafted like piece, you know, and like, I know I'm talking about a show like for Cartoon Network that's made 2003 to sell toys, but I don't really, I don't care. Like it's good. And if it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I think we need another like you know, age-defying piece like Star Wars, and you could argue that Stranger Things right now, because it used to be, I guess, Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter was kind of like that. Um, but there was still, like, a bunch of people that were like, eh, you know. Yeah. Um, but, like, Star Wars, I think, like, everyone loved. Um, what about, like... You know, Stranger Things, like, I, I don't think that's up to par. It depend like... The first season was obviously really good. I think it's hard to beat a really good first season of a show because obviously That's there's going to be callbacks and there's going to be more money involved and more bullshit involved. I mean, I, the last season was kind of cool. like I didn't I didn't mind the last season, but like I said, I think like it's hard to do that. Sh- it's it's hard to come up with award winning concepts every single fucking season. But I know like it's the most ma- like it broke Netflix. Like it's massive, even more um, than Star Wars was. Are you talking about the season that just came out? Yeah. Yeah, I started watching up until, like, I got, like, a little bit into the third season, and then I just, like, I just, like, didn't really care, and I stopped watching it. I thought the second season was boring. The third season was a little bit better, but it was kind of... I think this is the better of the two. I think this one is better than two and three, honestly. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. because, like, the the first season is really good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in terms of impact, like culturally, Stranger Things definitely is at the top. Like I said, after like, can you name like you really think that though? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. There's like, um, let me think. Hmm. I think it's Stranger Um, Things. There's never been a piece of show or movie that's been as massive and has, like I said, it's culture shaping as what Stranger Things is now. Maybe like wait, I got there's got to be something like um I don't know like I mean the Hunger Games I know was kind of popular, but obviously it wasn't to the same scale. Yeah. Um, Twilight was too like divisive because of how I mean I've never seen them. I'm sure they're terrible, and I don't think that anyone would fault me for sharing that sentiment. Like I have, I have no desire to watch them because I'm like. They weren't as bad I kn- as people said it was. I think it was one of those things where the fan base was so cringy it ruined the like. Yeah, I mean, I've I think I've seen two of them, two or three. The first one wasn't bad, really. Like it, like I, heard, I watched like, it as a dude, not like lusting over the fucking hotness of the characters. So it's like I was just like it wasn't like an, it's an interesting concept, and I don't think the movie was that badly done. I mean, I haven't seen it in years. Like, I, I don't know if I'll watch it again and be like, "Oh, this is really cringy." But like, it, it really wasn't as bad as people said it was. It, it wasn't that I've good heard- either, but it just it wasn't like it was just boring. 
I think people really just because of the fan base, like also for the memes was like, it was just a meme to hate Twilight kind of thing. It just, that's how it, it's like Nickelback. That's how it stuck. I got you. Well, Although I so for my Nickelback, but I just use that as a, <laughs> cause Nickelback right. is, I mean, by definition, their songs are fucking not bad. I just fucking can't. I think I just can't stand Chad Kroger and I got really popular songs, but like they have songs that are fine and I'll listen to them. They're not bad. Uh, well, I mean, I've heard that Twilight is either like some people said it's it's really boring. Some people have said it's like so bad you could like watch it with your friends and you'd like be shitting your pants laughing. Um, so if it's if that newer, if, like some of the some of the sequels, sure, but like the first one really wasn't that. It wasn't cringy, really. It was it was okay. No, the the first one's just kind of that's what they mean by like that's the boring one, right? I didn't. I don't know. Like I said, it's been years since I've watched it. I. I wasn't bored and I wasn't like thoroughly entertained. Like it was something that like, I don't know, like it had some sort of charm to it. Like it was, you could tell that it was just, yeah, I got you. I don't know. There's something about it that was like, it kept me watching, but I, I didn't like, like, oh, that was a good movie. I was just like, okay, that was, that was nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was, it was all right. Um, um yeah. no, but I forget that like Robert Pattinson was even in that because I've seen him in so many other things and he's been like, he's such a good actor. He really and like, I was like, actor. oh, yes. Like, I don't like we saw him in the Batman. I thought he was really good. Is that I was um, surprised I was going to like him in that movie? I thought I wasn't going to like him at all. But actually, I thought he was great in that movie. I didn't think he was like the best at, like performance in the movie. But um, well, no, not I think he he was, he was still good though. He's way better than fucking Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was like, I liked him actually as like the Brez Bruce Wayne. I thought he was actually really good. I get. I mean, actually, honestly, I didn't really even like Christian Bale. No, much. like I always thought Christian Bale was kind of boring. Well, really, I f- I fucking love Christian Bale as Batman, yeah. I, especially like, like Keith Ledger as the Joker. But like, I didn't really like him as Batman. I don't know. It just was. I really love him in the first movie because, like, I, I I think Batman Begins is like the best of those three. Oh yeah, the origin that is a great one. Yeah, like that so, movie okay, gets me going. That. Yeah, that is like the most like motivational movie ever. Like the soundtrack, listen to that in the gym. Batman Begins, like the credits music, that shit is awesome. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I love that movie. Like, I love in the beginning when he's like training with like the ninjas. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah, and like I loved Liam Neeson, especially in that movie. And I love how it like it it talks about something that like is it's like one of the most integral parts about Batman's character is that he he doesn't kill, and it talks like it really actually tells you like why he doesn't, you know, because how when Ra's al Ghul asks him to execute the guy who was like a i don't i don't remember what he was convicted of but he was like a criminal and he's like no and he's like why don't you do it and bruce wayne's like um but he's like he's like really you're gonna let one of them live and he's like well i don't do it because that's what differentiates us from them you know <laughs> yeah and i was like oh yeah that's a good way to put it i also like the the one with not particularly the movie i just like the bane's origin story where he has to escape that like you know pit prison they have to climb out of it <laughs> yeah i mean it was like shoved in in the movie yeah. i was like oh that's how bane was uh made but uh, <laughs> I also um, like tom hardy a lot yeah i do oh i really love scarecrow i must go go back to batman against i love scarecrow in that movie yeah 
and I love the whole like fear um, motif. I think is really good. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's the the number one premise of Batman is the is just like the the illumination of fear as a society, and it's a big fucking reflection of us. Right, and like I love Batman. Well, because of that, like he's he's so like mysterious and he's really morally ambiguous and stuff like that and so is like the whole dynamic between batman and the joker because i love how in the killing joke when the joker basically explains to batman he's like batman you are no different than i am like you are just as much as a lunatic as i am i had one bad day that happened to me where i lost everything and i decided to share my pain with society and dress up like a clown you had one day where you lost everything and you decided to dress up as a fucking bat and yes you 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 do are trying to like um you like you're you're you and you're like simultaneously sharing your pain with society in a different way of course but they're both like competing for the soul of gotham you know and how i love how the joker fucks with batman because the joker wants batman to kill him and he wants him to break his 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 number one rule that like he's not going to kill anybody and he i love how he wants batman to kill him because if he if because the joker doesn't care about his own life like he's a psychopath like that's why like when batman like because batman's not like number one advantage what he has against anyone is like his just intimidation like he's badass like he'll like i wouldn't want to go up against batman like i would be scared shitless like i'm i would be a pussy but when he goes up against the joker and starts beating the shit out of him to like get information the, the joker starts laughing he's like like there's like there's nothing you could do like I, I i don't give a shit if you're hurting me it does nothing to me you know like <laughs> i love that yeah I, i'd love their back and forth they're like one of my favorite um like hero villain um conflict like combos you know i think the 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 other thing appealing uh, the other appealing thing about batman too is like as ridiculous as the characters are just in their themes and just how like the how like absurd life is it's the most realistic thing that could happen in our lifetime of like like things like we could see how things could get that bad and how there's actually these kind of people running around especially in the last one with like someone like the riddler like you get somebody. Oh yeah, that was to like like because everything is in a digital age, right? It's harder to get away with crimes in this age. That's why like you can't really think of any like super villains. Like there's just like terrorist organizations, but you find out who they are pretty much in a couple weeks, or we fucking drone strike them, or we catch them and kill them, or they kill themselves. Right. Like it's that's pretty much as close as you get to super villain is like a terrorist cell or a fucking guy that controls one, right? But you could see, like, in the next couple of years how, like, someone is just so technologically savvy that he can fucking just get anywhere and just have a sense of ominous, um, kind of, like, anonymous, but not neckbeards, you know what I mean? Like, they do some actual fucking damage. Yeah, and, like, I thought, um, even Heath Ledger's Joker, I think, was kind of like that. Like, he's kind of honestly realistic, because you just feel like you could just turn around and he's like right there you know especially like you said in the yeah the only realistic problem is like the amount of people it takes to pull that shit off it's like there's gonna be a fucking leak any like you can't like have hundreds of people at your command flawlessly 
and the police can't do anything. You know oh I mean? like, yeah, <laughs> d- definitely, definitely. But yeah, other, but yeah um, I mean, they're not. They don't have like super human powers or any of that shit. It's just technology is so great, especially with Batman stuff. So it's like if that ever gets to that point, I could see it going down like that. And obviously, it's super dystopian, which we're definitely going down that road. So it's yeah. going to be inevitable anyway. Just it's just it's that's what's kind of scary about Batman. Is like you you look at the shit and you're like, fuck, dude. Like this could happen like thirty years from now. Oh yeah, and um, have you read any of the comics? I haven't. No. Have you? Well, okay. Are you familiar with the story of the Dark Knight Returns? I mean, I've seen it. Okay, so you've seen the movie. Yeah. Like not not the Christian Bale movie. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the. Well, they made a TV like they made a movie version of it. It's like a in like a cartoon. It's just called Batman: The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, I guess. Like because that. Because it's the one you're thinking of is The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I guess. Which I is, know. which is partially based off of this, but it's basically like, it's like a 50 year old Batman who's like past his prime. Robin's dead. He's just depressed. Like he doesn't want to do anything anymore. Like he quit being Batman and stuff like that. But then he finally gets back into the bat. Because like, here's the thing. I'm a sucker for like a one last ride kind of story. <laughs> like a get get like getting back into like the the thing. I love American. those kind of stories right like just a one last time like come on like just do it come on you gotta help us and the guy and he's so like that's basically what the story is and it it has a it has such a good um this part and like i don't know if you actually want to read it or watch it but um so he's fighting all of like these people which are like the they're called like mutants they're like kind of they've kind of taken over gotham and he's like going to and he's like I, I don't know how he got in but he got into like their head base and he's like blowing up all their shit in like a tank and like their main leader goes up to the tank and he's like batman come and fucking fight me like a real man like seriously and then because like you know that's what batman's whole thing is that's why he doesn't use guns batman calls guns the weapons of cowards um and so he's like Yep, you know what? I gotta do this. And, and like, you know, this this mutant king is like, he's fucking like huge or whatever. And like, he's just, he has like superhuman shit. But then, like, and then Alfred on the intercom, he's like, wait, are, are you sure you wanna do this? And he's like, yep, it's to, it's, he's like, Alfred, this is to see if I was really meant to do this. You know, I was like, oh, that is so fucking good. That is like, that is so well written. Like, I, I'm with you, Bruce, you know? And like, just the meaning our lives have with that, you know? I just thought that was so well done. And he goes and like actually fights the dude like one on one. It just reminds me of that motif, like that X-Men motif where it's like the, the government agency goes to the hero's house one last time because he retired, but they need him. It's like, I'm a change man. It's like, we need you back. One I've never seen that. I've never seen X-Men. Like, I don't know anything about it. Well, that, that theme isn't <laughs> prevalent in a lot of action movies. Like they go fucking find the character somewhere in the woods or some shit and they're like we need oh to yeah that kind of shit i know like like um one last peter's ride. peter's country needs him <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you like i mean um, that w- did you like the suicide what? squads i've never seen them the first one was really bad but the second one was really fucking entertaining i, I liked the second one a lot and i was going into it wanting to hate it because the first one was so awful yeah, I heard the second one was done by the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy, which I like those movies. 
Yeah, you could tell. It was a lot goofy. Like, the, the first movie was goofy, but, like, they tried to have a serious undertone, so it was just really weird. And it was, like, a typical DC movie structure. Like, it was shitty. But... And the acting was really weird, even though they got big name actors for this one. But the second one, for some reason, just had a much better flow and it was just a lot more entertaining. It was a lot funnier. Yeah. I mean, the DC movies, I think, are like, they're embarrassingly bad. Yeah, they're fucking awful. Dude, I think. Except, honestly, like, okay, wait, wait. I think Aquaman was, like, actually pretty fun. I kind of liked Aquaman. I, yeah, I remember talking about. I like obviously the movie yeah. was bad, but it was it was a great movie. I love it. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was terrible, but at least it was, like, really like like upbeat and like i had a good ass time watching it It wasn't just like so much just like depressing just dull boring like darkness all the time with like a yeah and i loved how like it honestly felt like watching something from the 80s or some like random or like from like you know just some random fun fucking rant the stupid movie about a dude in the fucking ocean you know yeah Yeah. like it, it had that vibe and also, I just I thought Jason Momoa was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just gonna be a cool character. Um, yeah. But I honestly swear to God, I think the worst movie ever made was Batman versus Superman. That is the that awful. was I. I haven't seen that since I saw it when it came out. Oh. But like, I don't want to watch it again. Like, I couldn't. That whole scene with Doomsday when he's just like shooting shit out of his eyes like i wanted to rip my eyes out how ugly that looked and how just so zoned out and then not in a good way keep in mind the own music that we talked about on this podcast earlier that is a good tuning out but the seeing doomsday shooting shit out of his eyes like that is the bad zone <laughs> yeah i mean that to me that wasn't even its biggest problem too it's like dude i felt tortured it was it literally like the production, the the pacing of it, the dialogue, it literally sounded like the whole movie were just different trailers, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, because, like, oh, the dude, way... I felt like it was in hell. Yeah, no, I, I've seen videos that, like, talk about this, how, like, they're, the DC movies are literally, they're edited in ways, like, the way the camera angles are and yeah, all the stuff. Well, okay, so strange. I, I know that, okay, so Suicide Squad, I know, it was literally edited by a group of people that edit trailers so that's why suicide squad i've never seen it but that's what people say it it feels like a long trailer but like Zack snyder who directed the batman vs superman and like um man of steel like the way he just he just shoots so many like close-ups and there's no like establishing shots so like you constantly feel like you're just watching a movie of people just saying lines to be in a trailer you know yeah and that's what it felt yeah. like. It, I was like, dude, when is this going to end? And it was a long... Fu- it was like, what, like two and a half hours, three hours? It was a long fucking movie. I was like, how yes! did they manage I was like- to make this three-hour movie a whole fucking trailer? It's like, dude, I literally felt like time was slowed down. Like, it was... Oh, dude, it was the it was such a weird experience. Like, I, I've never watched... I've watched a lot of bad movies and movies that are shitty and long movies that are shitty. But, like, I've never felt like that inside watching a movie. Like, dude, like, did I die? Like, am I in hell? Like, I literally thought, like, something happened to me and I'm watching, like, something not in dimension. Hell? I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was, like, freaked out right. for a second. I'm like, like, I literally was like, did I die? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like, it felt like a dream. I felt like I was watching a shitty movie in a dream weirdly spaced, oh that would be the edited. worst yeah a weird movie in a dream yeah. fuck that just the way that everything was spaced out I was like the, like it felt like nobody in the movie was real i felt like they weren't real actors like they were just like cgi actors it was very strange the way everything was done 
right. Like the only slightly good thing in the movie was I thought it was Ben Affleck as Batman and the whole Batman subplot. But even so, they had Batman literally fucking sniving people brutally, and I was like, "What? That's not Batman! Like what?" <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Well, okay, no, I wouldn't go that far. But what is the worst movie? The worst movie. Oh, Star Wars Episode Nine. That was awful. What was that one again? I don't fucking. They all blend together for me. That was like the third movie of like the new trilogy. Oh, the last that one. was so bad. I was so tuned out by the time like that battle scene came in. They introduced all these new characters. Like it was the only Star Wars movie when I where I didn't enjoy the music. Like I thought the music was bad. And I thought to myself before I watched it, I was like, okay, John Williams has written like an excellent score for all of the previous eight movies. I bet he's gonna knock it out of the park and do like go to the next level for the last movie of the fucking series. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like it was genuinely bad. And like for John Williams, that's like like, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't even remember yeah. the music. It all sounds the fucking same to me. Exactly. I don't even remember it either. That's the problem. But I remember all the music for the other ones. Besides the Star Wars theme song, I don't think I can fucking recognize any. They all sound like they're in Star Wars. <laughs> I just can't oh, distinguish them. That's fair. But I mean, I watched it probably more than, than you did. So like, I just kind of picked up on different ones. Um, Was that the one where um, her and Kylo Ren were fighting on like a metal thing in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. And then they go kill that, what, that was the Emperor? Emperor? They found out the Emperor was alive, so they go kill him. And then I was like, Snoke is a clone. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> this was so made in like five months. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, the stories were never fucking... That's why I didn't really enjoy the new Star Wars ones, because, like, even the stories were boring, so it's like, even if I enjoyed the characters, the story was going to suck. It's yeah, a fucking that's why movie I... at this point. Like, fuck it. Well, right. It was essentially just a Marvel movie with, like, Star Wars things in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because it did the stupid humor. I'm like, what, guys? What are we doing? What are we doing? You gotta, but you that's gotta why fucking I... bring more money in, man. You gotta appeal to the fucking girlfriends that these dudes are taking to their... If they have them. <laughs> it's it's gotta like, have a cute character that they can merchandise. Gotta have the diverse cast. Gotta have the fucking quirky one-liners to quote. Like, you gotta you gotta appeal to the masses here. Yep, you gotta appeal to everyone. And when it appeals to everyone, it appeals to no one. <laughs> it's like it's like the Syndrome says in, in The Incredibles. When everyone's super, <laughs> no one is. I love The Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles is genius. I love The Incredibles and I love Ratatouille. I think those are the best Pixar movies. Like, they're both so well written. I love Brad Bird's writing in them. I love The Incredibles aesthetic. Sorry, aesthetic. Like, I love that, like, that 60s, like, espionage vibe it's going with and the superheroes yeah, and, like, cool. the world. Like, I genuinely would want to see more of The Incredibles universe. Not in, like, the second one. I thought the second one was pretty bad. Um, Could you imagine if they did a live-action version of it? Uh, no, I don't, because then the whole thing would just be fucking ruined. Cause that... <laughs> but I, I would love to see, like, comics about, like, the other superheroes in the Incredibles they, universe. They need to have a show. 
That would be cool. I would watch that. Yeah. Um, um, do you like Ratatouille? I did like Ratatouille. Yeah, I love the, the the meme format where like you see him eating it as like a like a little kid and he's eating it now, and then you just sub whatever image you want. It's like <laughs> it's like me watching Avatar: The Last Airbender when I was a little kid. Me now, and it's like the same experience. Yeah, it's it's weird because it wouldn't be a movie that I generally like. Like I could give a fuck about cooking, and I sure as fuck don't care about rats. So I know, and it makes it so interesting yeah like it's so entertaining like there's no action but like it's so fun to watch it's such a good movie yeah and i think that's a testament to like if it's a well-written story no matter what it is like you can take a something as you know mundane as cooking and mundane as rats and then make a cool story out of it and there's no like you don't have to have some fucking underlying theme or some fucking like major action or some gay pandering shit to fucking distract people. Like it's just a well-written story for kids. And it's for kids. It's like, you don't have to have any cussing in it or anything like shocking. Like it's just a well-written story. Yeah. I'm like, can they go back to making kids movies like that? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen minions rise of Gru yet, but I really want to. I, I fucking love despicable me. I mean, I I don't think it's as good as like the Pixar or DreamWorks movies, but like, it's a well-written movie. I, get, um, I mean, they definitely fucking milked that horse to death. Oh, no. They, like, made every single person on the planet hate minions, like, to a, with a burning passion. This is really impressive if you think about it. Like, they wanted like they wanted easy money so bad, they made a whole generation of people fucking hate an animated character. That's honestly really impressive. I know, and it's a shame, because, like, Gru, I think, is a really good character. Yeah. I've got it! I've got the moon. Oh, also, like the meme value in those movies has gone so high up. Like Dude. I love all of the memes now. There's this fucking trend that was really—it's like gentle minions. Is like the meme where it's like people like they—it's like ironic. Like they dress up in really nice suits and they'll go to movie theaters and like just fucking like, just like verbally quote like, "Oh, how sophisticated and how like." <laughs> how inquisitive the movie obviously they're fucking joking but they're just they're they're, uh, they're acting yeah like, like ironically pretentious about the minions movies but they're like they're just there's a lot of people that are just causing like a bunch of ruckus and harassing the other movie watchers so like there's theaters in london that ban people from dressing up nice <laughs> to watch the minions movie <laughs> <laughs> stupid as fuck ah uh, the fucking minions man but um but yeah i'm i um, I'm waiting for like the next like really cool kids movie that Pixar yeah, does. Yeah, I, I animation want. Does. I have lost all faith in Pixar. I just don't really think they're gonna make another good movie again. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I just think like they should just stop. I mean, like, just start a new IP. Like, it's just all these like new things I'm seeing from them. Like, it's just not Pixar. And like, it it looks like some random like old DreamWorks movie. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's not them. And I know it's because, like, all the people there aren't there anymore, but I'm like, you may as well just start a new thing. Like, just move on to something else, you know? I think the problem is because, like, it just takes so much fucking manpower, time, and money to do this shit. So it's like... Right. It's, I don't know who would be a massive animation studio that would just, you know, be able to take on a task like that. Like, there has to be one that's, like, in, like something that, like, gets a Netflix movie or show and then they become super fucking popular and they become a massive animation studio and they start doing movies for a bunch of different people. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean movies just don't make as much money anymore like i think all the all the investments now is in tv 
Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there has to be some, like, really, like, not independent, but, like, some, like, animation studio that gets, like, a Netflix contract. And they make, like, a super hit show. And then, like, they get contracted to do even bigger things. Because, like, I can't think of, besides movies, like, stuff on, like, streaming, like, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount, whatever the fuck, right? Like, that's, like, that's, like, what people watch. Like, most people don't watch TV. Um, and I guess most people don't go to the movies. Like, it's weird. Even, like, post-COVID, the couple movies that I've been to, it's just, it's... Did you get that feeling when you went to go see The Northman? Like, it's just a shell of what it once was. Like, do you get that feeling? Oh, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, people were weird. there. People were definitely there. But, um, I mean, obviously that that had the benefit of like the movie being really cool and awesome. I think it's just because we haven't seen a movie in person in like two years. Yeah. Again, well, yeah, hollow. in like a movie theater. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like it's just hollow compared to what it was. Because I remember, I, I also don't know, it's because like we were kids. So it's like, oh, we're watching this. You know the release of like the newest, like hottest movie that's out. So it's like the lions out the door. Like it, you know, it, it's like you can feel the energy. It was a big deal, but nothing that right, comes out like, in the movie theaters now feels like a big deal. It's like what releases on Netflix is a big deal because everybody's talking about it on social media. Oh yeah, I mean it's just it, it just shows you how like we've just developed in a different way, you know? Because yeah, but Netflix like you has said, been like super popular for years even before COVID. So like I think it was just that no was right, but like often. Oh, yeah, and, like, they were even still, like, I think 2010 to, like, 2019, you can really see the difference yeah. of, like, the movie theater tenants, the quality in movies and stuff like that. It dipped. <laughs> no, for sure. But, um, but, no, but, dude, I just remember, and, like, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, how, like, when you're a little kid, everything is, like, so awesome, and it's, like, the best thing ever, and it's so entertaining, and, like, everything is so awesome, Endless, like, entertainment and fun and happiness and joy and peace and love. And, like, when you get older, it's just, like, everything sucks. And, like, you're just desensitized to everything. And some fuck. You're, like, I am really fucking depressed right now, you know? And, like, nothing can just fucking help me. And, like, yeah. I think... And that's part of it, I think, is just, like, overall, you know? Because, like, depression's, like, higher than it was, you know, like, 2010. I can imagine, like, I don't, I haven't looked at the statistics, but I don't think that's, like, an unreasonable educational guess. Like, educated guess, sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know, like, I, I hate just the thought of being that way, because, like, there's obviously, like, it's a mindset, so, like, there's a lot of things that you can have, like, genuine fucking wonderment towards, or, like, just, I don't know, like, I think if you look in the past and try to revive old things... That's what makes you get you that feeling. It's like, oh, I don't have that feeling of joy anymore, or this wasn't as great as it once was. But there's tons of new shit that you can focus on that are way better. Oh, right. Like, like we've talked about developing all your hobbies and shit, you know? Yeah. Because then, like, it lets you actually take all of the things that, you know, you you learned from these TV shows and these movies and lets you actually, like, apply it in a real situation, which I think is really cool. And something that I still... um. I still really thank a lot of like these these creators and these people that made all of these TV shows and movies that I that I really liked when I was when I was little, you know, and how I can still apply that now. You know? Yeah, I agree. I I don't know, like I think it's just there's too many fucking 
it's like YouTube, right? It's oversaturated. So it's like you have to sift through hours of nonsense to find things that are really cool and creative because it's... Oh, yeah. Again, YouTube like, is not the same anymore at all. Like, I think the golden age of YouTube was like the 20... Like, it was, it, it was like the 2015 to like 2018 or something like that. After that, eh. I think it was a good age range. I think you can go a little bit older because there is a lot of really fucking golden old YouTube clips, even from like 2012. I wasn't. That was actually kind of just speaking it from my perspective because I didn't watch YouTube until 2015. So no, I know. But what what I'm saying is, is like I that I think to me that is the golden age of YouTube. But there's also like a like like because like YouTube just kept getting pop like more popular as the years went on. So I remember like I watched YouTube at a very young time and like it was really popular, but like very few people i remember like ray william johnson i think was like the first dude that was like he was making and i could be completely wrong about this but i think he was the first popular youtuber that you know people wanted to be like an emulate and because he was making a lot of money he was i think the most popular youtuber for a while back in the day yeah there was like him um i know fred was really popular in that respect fred came Do you after remember- him i think though Right, but he was, but Fred's still old. Like, yeah, no, I know. I, w- I would still put them in the same category. Do you know X Jaws? He was really popular. I think so. That sounds familiar. I also like she... Dawson. There's um Nigahiga, yeah. Smosh, all those guys. Oh no, okay. Out of all those guys, I think Nigahiga is like still really funny. I love his stuff. Yeah, I think he's funny. Smosh, I don't think is funny. Yeah, I, I can't stand Smosh. Shane Dawson is really annoying, but like Nigahiga, I think is. He's he's good. I I love his videos. Yeah. Um. Also, there's got to be more. Oh, Angry Joe has been around for a really long time. <laughs> Angry Joe. Angry Joe is he makes me piss my pants sometimes when he goes on like rants about certain shit. Yeah. 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 For I don't. Um, but yeah. That that 2015 to 2018. Yeah. It was just. What's I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but I remember. Um, like that so like when i graduated high school all the way to 2018 like like when 2018 happened it fucking just i feel like my life just got worse or just like that's like mm. when like things are because I, I chalk it down to like like 18 was a weird number because <laughs> it kept coming up as the worst time so it's like uh i broke up with my girlfriend at the time on like um god damn it, what was it it was her birthday on the 18th, I think, of June. And I think July 18th is when X ah, died, shit. rapper. And then, like, we broke up, like, the following month on the 18th. It was, like, that year, 18 oh, just kept... Fuck. It was, like, my demon number or some shit. So, like, after that time, it just shit went downhill. That's why I always tell... Like, I, I say it as a joke, but it's fucking true. <laughs> People are like, when did your life, like, go downhill? I was like, when X died. <laughs> oh. Dude, I remember when that, like, when that happened. Like, at, at first, I thought it was, like, a meme. I didn't, like, think it was real. I, it was surreal. but then i that, okay that's the thing now when you see anything news related on on like memes like you're on instagram like you're never you're always gonna be like wait is this real or is this not like what? yeah it's strange because like there's a lot of people that i'm into and there's ones that like because i remember like i was i mean I, I listened to his stuff before and a lot of his music was bad but a lot of it i really fucking loved and i had I had actually tickets to go see him because I've I've been to a bunch of metal shows, but I've never been to a rap show, and I still haven't been. I'm trying to find one that'll be good to go. Also, never it's been. It's weird because like a lot of his music like isn't even rap. 
a lot of it was just kind of like he would just sing like like some like sad songs and stuff like that yeah i liked or, a lot like, of his sadder music he i mean he was like the soundcloud rapper like that was that style and obviously there's probably people a little bit before him but he definitely was the one that popularized it um, he did. He did a lot of dumb shit and a lot of really bad takes on stuff. But I mean, the dude was fucking younger than. He, God, he was like what? He was twenty one or twenty two when he died. Like, dude was fucking. Oh young. yeah. Shit, man. Like he didn't have time to make his mistakes. He got famous really fucking early and then just you know lost his mind. But it sucks because like I was like really getting into his music heavily when he died. So I, I was. I remember I, we were at dinner for my ex's birthday at the time at olive garden i just like took out my phone for a second and then just like died and then after that just my life went downhill it's very strange it was like a oh, anti-synchronistic moment but it's haunting yeah yeah it was another thing too is i i used to do you know the the sketch group the whitest kids you know you ever watch them no they were like a a modern day like monty well not like monty python they were they were really stupid but um, it was basically right. just like sketch comedy, but I've been getting into them. I was getting back into them recently, like a year or two ago. And the fucking one of the guys, the main guy, just fucking got drunk on his balcony, fell off, and fucking died. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Fucking okay. surreal. Dude, when you hear about all these like things like that, like this person, like I know that, like I, some people at the gym told me that like these, these people at like, they went to Fairfax, like high school or whatever. Like they died in a car crash. I'm like, oh, that could happen to me. You know? Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. School, hearing people that die yes. from school is fucking wild. I knew um one of my friends in high school. He was like he had just gotten a job and he was basically going on track with his life. And him and his dad got fucking murdered in their house, and it still is unsolved. They don't know who did it. I knew another girl um, from school, and a couple of years ago, she she was pregnant, and she was merging onto the highway, and a drunk driver fucking rammed her and killed her and the baby. Oh man! There's like I I, I, knew, I knew like one person that hung himself. One of my friends got stabbed and got killed. Like I knew a lot of people from school that are just dead. It's very strange. Wow, that's that's sad, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know there was this one guy who was in the grade above me in high school. He died of alcohol poisoning at Mardi Gras. How old was he? He was just like a year older than me. Damn. But that, that I think he was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. You got to be careful with that shit as a minor because I know um, if you like, because obviously like alcohol poisoning is a big deal. So it's like if you are lucky enough to survive that, like somebody actually takes you to the hospital, get your stomach pumped. I think I don't. The laws might be different, and it might be different from state to state. But at the time, I know in Virginia, like if you're a minor and you get go to the hospital for that shit, you get it's like a mandatory like week in rehab or some shit or a couple days in rehab. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, man, dude, the shit that happens in in life, man, like it's it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that, like, I never knew, like, I wasn't really any close with anybody that I knew that I just mentioned, and I've never had anybody close, I've never lost anybody close to me yet, so that's good, and, like, my life, I've never been, you know, involved in bullshit to danger my safety, so I'm just glad that the path that I'm on is great. Yeah, same, man. Um, Yeah, but, like, things like that, you know, it's like, you gotta be prepared, you know, sometimes, like, if some, you know, like, like you said, if someone just got murdered in their house, you know, like, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel that way about here. I feel kind of safe, you know, <laughs> in Manezas. Well, at if the same you time, you know, anywhere, dude. I'm yeah, because you told me the story of how like they found a body in like the Food Lion parking lot, right? Is that what happened? I don't know where it was. I think it was somewhere like they. It was by the dump. I think it was like a headless body wrapped in a carpet. There was like somebody oh, in the got stabbed with a machete, and then dude, just the other day in um, Old Town. This dude got fucking jumped randomly by three people, flew him out to fucking, <laughs> fucking Fairfax. Dude had like a fucking punctured lung, bunch of bruises, broken ribs and shit, and just a bunch of stab wounds. He survived, but just got jumped for no fucking reason. I don't even think he got robbed. Oh, they just kidnapped him. No, they didn't kidnap him. They just jumped him for no reason. Um, but Wait, you say of... they took him to Fairfax or whatever? No, the I'm sorry, the the hot like they they flew him out to Fairfax Hospital. Mm, I got you. I got um, you. Because um, that's like when you have a major injury, oh, wait. fly you to Fairfax. Because that's like the big. That happened at, with it. That happened in Old Town. Fuck. Mm, right by the train station, or no, not I'm by su- the train station by uh, the one row that's by BB and T. What I can't. I'm blanking on the name. Dude, I'm su- I'm supposed to go like to do something in Old Town like in Friday. Fuck, <laughs> dude. It's. I mean. I go there all the time. Like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, obviously the the guy was. Well, I know, but like it was really late at night, so it's like you're not at eight o'clock at night when Old Town's packed. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that that's true. Because like I forgot to ask. I didn't know what time this happened. No, it was it was late at night. But still, like oh, I got you. I mean, I, like it just happens anywhere. Like your house can get breaking into, broken into. Someone can come and try to kill you. You can get shot. And go in the grocery store. Like it fucking it can happen. Oh sure. Yeah. Definitely. Stay strapped, get clapped, bro. That's why I got a kid. Yes, sir. That's why I work <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> Just like the other day, um, the Indiana Mall, there was a shooting. Guy only got three people because he got popped by someone that was carrying, so get fucked. In what? In what mall? And It was in Indiana somewhere. Oh, okay. I, I was afraid you were going to say fucking, like, Tyson Corner. Well, there was a there was a dispute in, like, the Tyson's Corner parking lot the other day, and, like, a gunshot went off. And people fled the scene, but the news freaked everybody out because they said active shooter. (laughs) But it was just a fucking argument, and then somebody's gun went off, and then they fled. That's all it was. In the, like, parking garage. But they made it seem like there was an active shooter in fucking Tyson's and, like, freaked everybody out. Like, you fucking assholes. Yeah. They literally said active shooting. Fuck. (laughs) And supposed to just getting the full story first. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's, that that's shows the news you how for you. Quick, they are fucking ready to jump on. Like they, they're frothing at the mouth of the idea of a fucking shooting story. They want to be the. Oh, it's so sick. Yep. It's because they. I think it's just because they want money. You know. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They're like, ooh, a shooting. Fucking get down there. We don't have the full details. That's okay. Just call it an active shooting. Like fuck y'all. Uh, do you think people also benefit about that when it comes to other certain stories, like, like a like a sexual abuse kind of thing or like a any fucked like, you know, up like, story that gets a yeah lot like of the more course, yeah. fucked up yeah people are gonna be like ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, of course man fucking that's just yeah. how our media is they love fear-mongering they love money they love fucking creating a false narrative like they love everything that's fucking retarded in this country like the <laughs> the main reason why most people are fucking stupid is because of the news if you really think about it oh definitely i think we've like talked about this multiple times for sure <laughs> yeah it's just it's just too much like we don't we don't need that you know like it's just affected so much of like how, who we are 
as human beings, you know, like the constant exposure we have to everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's way too fucking much, but I don't know. Like, but like, but I mean, there's also lots of positive things you can get out of it because like I can look, go on the internet and look at pictures of China, you know, <laughs> that's insane. Cause like a hundred years ago, I, 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 would you be able to look at what China was like? without going there i don't know <laughs> maybe you could find a book but that was like maybe <laughs> well yeah obviously there's silver linings and technology can be way better than what it is now it's just purposely not going to be and it's just super slow but then again like you look every 10 years and you feel like in the grand scheme of things innovations technologically get faster but i don't know i just i don't think like socially and economically we're going faster we're going backwards well technology is a scam <laughs> And so is democracy. Go be Amish then. Um, and I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, because I... I fucking <laughs> stupid goddamn <laughs> fake news stories about shootings. Like, really? <laughs> oh my god. The Can't world we live in is so... Like, how do you even describe it? Like, is it just overexposed? Is it... Because, like... I mean, I guess you could say fucked up, but that's obvious. Like, I'm trying to think of something else that would describe it. So, like, in that case, I would say overexposed, but also, like... No, I, I think know. overexposed is a good um, good adjective to describe it because, I mean, throughout history, the world's always been a fucked up place, but, you know, it's it just depends oh, right. on like, perspective. We have... Like, do you... Are you aware of more of the good things that happen or are you aware of more of the bad things that happen or do you have good things that happen personally in your life or do you have bad things that happen personally in your life? So I think the fact that we can at you know every second of the day look at the worst possible shit on the internet that can happen to humanity, then yeah, I mean, it, it seems like from our perspective, the world is more fucked up because it's more exposed. Because, like, if you were to go back to 1970, like, I I guarantee you there's no shortage of corruption, murder, fucked up shit going on back then. But, like, they just, news didn't travel as quickly. Oh, sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I said, I think it just depends on your perspective. You just have to find the silver linings of the fucked up world. But, I don't know. I think in general, like, I, I don't know a percentage, but you would guess that most people are trying to lean towards, like, not wanting to do that shit or wanting to be more empathetic or wanting to have a better life or be more successful. Um, it just depends on how, you know, high you're willing to go for that success if you want to fuck it up for other people, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It just, to me, it's just, it's just stupid living. Like, I have the mindset of, like, oh, I hate the place that I'm living in or I hate the city that I'm living in, but like there's no potential capacity for me to make a difference or to make it better. Uh, it's just a stupid right. fucking dichotomy. Do you want to like stay living here forever? It depends. Um, if I'm doing the same thing that I'm doing now, I feel like I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. But if I, you know, you know, get to the point where it expands and it grows really large and I'm able to travel or do a lot more different things. I, I honestly don't know where I would live. I haven't thought that. Yeah. Far okay. Cause like, I'm honestly just fine living here. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Cause like it has a perfect balance of like, it's kind of urban, but like really not urban. And also like it's got shit to do, but it's not like too much shit to do, you know? And like there's, there's lots of cool local things, but also, like, there's chain things you can get, you know. It's, like, it's average American, but also, like, there's cool, like, 
like old school Virginian kind of things. You know, it's, it's like, I like it. I think, I think it's, it's well balanced. There's a lot of, co- there's a lot of political reasons. I, I should say there's a lot of bureaucratic reasons why it sucks to live in this state. And also like the amount of people that's going to be here and how much industry and government has a fucking stronghold over everything and how they're building everywhere and just like just ruining all the landscape here. But the cool thing about living in this part of the country is like, there is stuff to do. Like you want the city, you can go to DC. You want the mountains, you want farmland, you go a little bit west. You want to go to the beach, you can go down to the beach. Like, there's a bunch of fucking different... And we get all seasons, so it's like fucking nature out here is beautiful. There's a ton of shit to do. You can see pretty much any local band. You can see any major band because, you know, we have Jiffy Lube. And then you can go to D.C. to see concerts or go to Richmond or Baltimore. Like, you can see any any right, major right. act is going to come to this part of the country. Right. And, like, also, I actually kind of like how authentically American it is, you know? Um, cause it's, it's got that, like that colonial vibe, you know, with like the mountains, like just the environment, you yeah. can kind of feel it, but also like even in some like old Victorian looking houses, I see an old, like an old town and, and in, in like other parts of Manassas. So I was like, yeah, like I'm in, I'm in like America, you know, <laughs> like when you think of like, when you, like when you think of like, I could like the American iconography and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's the history is strong here. It's. It's probably, oh, it's definitely, it's probably the oldest history of our country, literally. I know, yeah, we are America, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think that, to me, this has, like, a charm of this place, because I like being in places that have been, have a lot of history, and I don't necessarily like, like, researching the history every now and again, because I've, I don't know, this, this period of American history was just kind of boring to me anyway, but the fact that, like, you get to, like, be in the actual places that they were in, or just you know, just think of all the ghosts or all the shit walking by or just all the things that were is kind of nice or just how the fact of like, this is literally the start of everything. So like, you can tell like the state has a bunch, I mean, obviously not now because of, there's just so many people from other places. But like, if you talk to people that have been from here for generations, like, you know, the Irish and the Scotch and the mountains or the Thai water people, the English people, you know, so it's like, there's a bunch of different types of accents that are very unique to this place, which is really cool. Yeah, like in New York and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? so that's that's the one cool thing. But like I said, I think for me the charm about living here is just the so much different, you know, landscapes and things to do. Yeah, and like Nova I was turning into a fucking industrial hell now. I'm just you no, know, I bet. fucking people fleeing all the bullshit states to ruin mm-hmm. this one. So it's like I hate this part of Virginia, but I go like yeah, I, like I travel to a bunch northern. Of like northern DC area, Virginia. Yeah, it's just we're just gonna turn into another California. It's gonna suck ass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fucking the state up massively, which is very disappointing, I... because it could have so much potential. Like we geographically are superior than a lot of besides like California, because California is a beautiful state, minus all the fucking ways that the government has ruined it. Um, well, naturally, and also like the area yeah. of like where it is, yeah. yeah so oh, California, California that's beautiful. like that's like some of the most beautiful like places you could see on Earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I, it's why it's disappointing, and like I wish there was a way to fix it because like this is the most historic fucking state in the country, really. Besides like all the other like you know like Boston or um, Massachusetts or uh, just other fucking places up north. Yeah, um, well, I'm sure Boston's very gotten a lot different over time. I have no desire to go to Boston. I don't really have any desire to go to any real major American city anymore. I don't like him. 
well it's, it's all going to be that i hate cities it's just like specific cities i've like i i don't i don't mind dc new york is kind of a headache but it's i think new york has a charm to it which is fine it's but worth it's worth going to i yeah, would say fuck boston fuck chicago fuck detroit the only reason why la is cool is because like it's just <laughs> you gotta go to la <laughs> oh yeah just because of all of like the culture and everything stuff down there it's just it's it's a fucking fun time it just is like as for all the for all the ways that's getting ruined like it, it just it's still a fun time which is something to I say i haven't i haven't been there since i was oh god probably like four it has this weird because like i obviously like there's a reason why all the hollywood people live there and why all the production is there and all like the fuck because like the worst people that are superficial move to that state. So it's like the people that aren't from there just get fucking have that bad name, just get spread because of all the bullshit that's moving in and all the, obviously the government ruined that fucking state and everybody's homeless and addicted to drugs and fucking trash everywhere. And just ruin their economy pretty much. Cause every major company's fleeing their headquarters to go to Texas, but yeah, either that or like Tennessee or Florida. Yeah. So, but even with all that, there still is this like charm. Like I never, cause like you can kind of see it. Like obviously the influence of our movies and music and, you know, people on YouTube and you can see vlogs and like, you can see that lifestyle, but you can see how bad it is for your brain if you live there. But I don't think you get the context about until you go there and physically like just kind of get involved. Cause like it is a place to be. It's very strange among all the bullshit and among all the annoying people, among all the things that happen there. Like, it's like, you still just want to be there. It's very strange. It's like New Orleans. Like, New Orleans is just a place to be. Like, it's an interesting city, you know? It's just got that aesthetic. Like, everyone knows that L.A., like, valley aesthetic with, like, the palm trees, all the really nice houses and, like, the beaches, you know, and, like, all the cool different kind of random places you can find. Yeah. Same thing with, like, New Orleans. You know, you got – everyone knows, like, the French Quarter, the jazz, the, the, the music, the food. And like the the uptown aesthetic and the the like I said the French Quarter and like all all the stuff you know yeah and I can't wait to go there I I dude I I really <laughs> want to just <laughs> I really just want to like travel more I I think to me like that's like the missing piece like I feel like life is short to me and that's what I want to do as opposed to waste money on buying things or just trying to chase bullshit like I just want to go and see a bunch of different things before I go. Yeah, man, like I'm investing all my money now in for like my future family, my house and retirement and also like buying, um, you know, suits and stuff like that and nice clothes. Well, right, because like I don't want to buy, you know, I I, I want to buy clothes that I can get a lot out of and like I will they will actually be nice, you know, and stuff like that, as opposed to just buying like random T-shirts with like. When you add it up, it like costs a shit ton of money, you know. Yeah. And and also like I want to pay, like you said, on things that are meaningful, you know, like my guitar, my my video making, my books, my traveling is another thing, you know. Yeah. Just the things that are like really meaningful and like just things you know like that I, I enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a good thing to focus on. Because I think that's what makes people the most self-destructive is they don't find that they don't find a way to express that emotion. So they just they have to overextend and think they have to kill themselves to achieve a goal to find this perceived happiness that will never come. <laughs> and, and it's sad. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, traveling is definitely on there because I think like 
I, I want to gain more perspectives of things. Like I'm tired of looking at everything through like, you know, second, third hand or like reading bullshit on the news that isn't true. Like I want to go places and experience things for myself. So I actually have like a general basis of what I'm talking about. I'm tired of just like, yeah, ugh. dude. Like when I went to Brazil, that was just such an eye opening experience for me. You know, because it was just it was just this whole world that like I didn't know existed, you know, like it's just it was crazy. And like the fact that like I see all of these people and like the way they lived their lives, if it was good, bad, like, you know, all, all this stuff. I was like, whoa, like this is how these people like wake up and like go to bed. And like this is what their understanding is, you know, <laughs> The one interesting was, aspect that yeah. I never really thought about when it comes to, like, why more Americans are, like, arrogant and they don't have a great understanding of the just the fucking other countries on this planet that we share with. Um, and it's because, like, the way that our work structure is, like, the way we schedule our work week and just the way that vacation times are, like, let alone getting the time off of work, most people can't even afford to do a vacation in their own state, let alone flying out to another fucking country. So it's like you talk right. to people like most Europeans travel the world. A lot of people in Asia travel the world. Like they're always on – they have specific weeks off that they can afford. They don't have to be super rich to take, you know, luxurious vacations for most, you know, most of the time. So it's like not that many Americans travel the world. Only like the ones that are fortunate get to be able to have the opportunity to do that. So I think that's really part of our detriment and it's part of our fucking indoctrination. It's like why we just have the superiority complex because we just make up bullshit about other places or it's like we don't have the understanding you know, a firsthand perception until we go to other places and we're like, hey, this is actually different than what I thought it was being portrayed as. That's usually the narrative. Like, like, oh, it's not as bad yeah. as they say. That's usually what happens or comes out of Americans' mouth as soon as they travel to some bullshit country or they have some really pretentious spiritual awakening in other countries. Like, it's, I don't know, I think it's just a core to all of our bullshits. Like, we are not given the luxury of traveling as frequently as other countries do. Oh, yeah, in other countries, I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I can bet it's probably, like, encouraged. I'm sh yeah, because, I mean, you can you can be as progressive or as conservative as you want, right? I mean, it's looking like more studies are, like, you know, having a 40-hour work week isn't really efficient. It's only efficient if you want, like, a ruling class and a fucking working class. But, like, if you actually want to have efficiency or innovation or production and moving up, you need a fucking reset. So it's like, yeah, those other companies in Europe encourage that because you'll be fucking stronger when you come back or if you don't work as much you're not going to be as exhausted and then your fucking numbers will be better because your employees are sharper like there's a reason why they're cutting back on this shit because they they figured out especially with covid that like you don't even need to leave your house for your fucking you know company to be efficient like people can run shit from home now there's a lot of people oh, that yeah. didn't even have it like there's companies that started in covid they don't even have a fucking commercial building because there's no yeah. need for it yeah so well, it's, like, um, it's just like that bullshit that we're just trained to believe is the only way that's, you know, life can happen. And that's why we're fucking arrogant and retarded now. Yep. Well, also, like, if you go to Europe, like hardly anything will be open on Sunday. Yeah. Like, maybe you'll be like, I, I know, like, they have to have like ERs open and stuff like that. And it's mainly the Americans getting pissed about that, too. It's like, oh, why are they not open at eight o'clock on a Monday night? It's because they're fucking spending time with their family. You don't need to fucking, you know, eat ice cream at eight o'clock on a Monday night. Like, chill out. Yeah, right. It's like, just because you don't have everything you want, that that's not a bad thing. And also, like, just the, like, the fact that you can't have every single option you want in terms of food 24 7 
is not a bad thing. <laughs> Dude, there I'm blanking on the on the page, but there's a page that's like um it's dedicated to like Americans reviews and other countries travel things. Dude, it's so fucking funny the shit that they bitch about. I bet I like to see that. The well, funniest one was like um there's like a nude beach somewhere in Europe and like this lady writes like I didn't realize that nude beach meant that they were completely nude. This is very distracting for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, um what was it? Um wait, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Wait, um Fuck. What was I gonna say? It was like the Americans traveling all that stuff. Fuck, I can't remember. But either way, travel. It's it's very good. It's enlightening. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a necessary part of life and just for the reason of, like, you need to learn how other cultures do things. Because yeah. I guess the whole point of learning anything, like, you take the shit that other people do and you integrate it into your own thing and then improv- like improvise it and improve it well, and yeah. just fucking progress and just move life at a normal fucking pace. Like, I just, I hate this... I hate, like, the the concept that, like, there's so much good shit out there and, like, we're just constantly just super fucking just... It's so important for us to just never just grow. Like, we're just gonna keep redoing the same shit, keep living in cultural tradition, keep fucking doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Like, it irritates me so much that, like, there is clearly untapped potential and we deliberately choose not to use it. Oh, no. Cultural traditions is not the... I don't think that's the right word. I think it's just societal norms. Or whatever, is a better way to put whatever it. cultural thing that holds you back from change and innovation. Because there's a lot of shit that we're not doing because it's part of whatever culture, right? Whether that's something scientifically involved or something socially or whatever the fuck. Like, I feel like like you can't make a better excuse than culture. Like, there if you can't if there's no other excuse besides that, like there's no reason for it. Uh, like if it if it improves efficiency, if it's a better fucking way, if it saves lives, if it doesn't actually have a negative consequence, but we don't choose to do it because of culture, like it's just fucking stupid to me. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, the improving world if- obviously needs to be fixed, and the shit we're doing is not working. So it's <laughs> like, fuck. Why don't we try something different for fucking once? Well, I mean, I've talked to this many times. I just think it's too fixed. We don't know what to fucking do anymore because, like. But also, like, when it's too fixed and you have to, like, fix every single fucking detail, then, like, obviously, yeah, that requires a lot of work and, like, you know, 40, 50-hour week-long, uh, like, work and stuff like that. But you're never you know, going to have a perfect society. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's clearly well, untapped potential no. we deliberately don't use. I, I, that's, not, that's not... I know that's not what you're saying. Um, It's like... No, it's the fact that, like, we've just developed so much, we're just having an existential, existential crisis, essentially. I think so. <laughs> I don't think we're, de- like, we're just developing bullshit. Like, we're we're coming up with... Yeah, right, because there's nothing to be developed we're anymore. We're not, we're not right. actually doing anything. We're just here to fucking make... We're just here to fucking make these companies richer. Like, there's no... like. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Motive yeah. besides money to do anything in this fucking world, which is just ridiculous to me. Like this concept that we just have to strive for that. 
and we're just along for that ride. They won't do anything if it's not profitable or, or just fucking lucrative in any respect. Like, I hate that so much. It obviously stifles innovation. It obviously makes more people dead. It makes more people more stupid. Like, it fucking drives me crazy. And the whole world does not operate like this. And that's what's so irritating. Yeah, you just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah it's just like, there's, we, we clearly, like, we can make very clear, simple, direct fixes that'll make life a lot better and be not that hard, but we just are not going to do it because we're just fucking stubborn. It's so stupid. Well, I just simply think that there's nothing more to do. So then when it's, when it's not broken and you try to fix it, you break it. (laughs) What do you think is not broken that people are trying to fix? What is not broken? broken is the fact that we live in the nicest cleanest like most like like the safest like just like civilization ever to be created in humanity like when you really look at what it is that human beings really need to be happy and healthy like we exceed that like to a a billion it's insane Like, when you actually look at, like, the bare-bones things, like, what it is we need as human beings to survive, which is basically just food, water, shelter, fire, and a purpose, which is, I guess you could say is religion and stuff like that. And the the fact, like, if, if you have anything that comes after that is, okay, we've already done everything we need to do. Let's, like, that's how, like, the Greeks ended up doing philosophy and doing all this existential stuff because they had done everything already, at the time, at least. So... That's how they started doing all that earlier. But it's just the fact that we as Americans don't really have a concept of like being in like immediate danger, I guess. You know how like someone could be bombing something right next door. Someone could they could literally be like people in these like three different factions shooting right outside your house and like you have no idea if yeah, like you're, not every they're gonna... country on Earth operates that way. There's millions of countries in Europe that are way more advanced economically and socially than we are right now, especially with the way that our government runs. Like, not everywhere is the fucking Middle East or the South America. Yeah, okay, but, okay, dude, most of the world is the Middle East, India, and, like, the subcontinent Indian countries, Africa, like... You know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I've not born in any of those fucking places. What I'm saying right. is it's a mistake to think that and the same thing with the Greeks, it was a mistake on their part to think that they've done everything and then they went to an existential dread. That's the thing. You never stop improving, you never stop going. Like until you're a fucking sentient immortal being, you have much more to learn than just having a comfortable society with a little bit of problems. You know what I mean? Like it never fucking But that's stops. like But like it's when we prioritize that, like being like comfortable and stuff like that as opposed to like you know seeking the truth so to speak that's when everything goes to the shitter you know what do you mean the quest to seek for the truth everything goes to the shitter no 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 no. when the priority is placed not in the quest of truth in like your like the safety and comfort and all that stuff and convenience that's when everything is fucked I guess because, like, when I mean safety because, and comfort, like, like that's just an innate byproduct of seeking truth or being more enlightened or engaging into a higher consciousness or being more technologically advanced. 
in the right way or being more socially advanced, whatever the fuck, right? Like you advance to the point where like you don't even give a fuck about money. You don't give a fuck about murder. You don't give a fuck about pain. Like you can fucking experience all that and everything at the same time, but just like just have that understanding. You know what I mean? Like we don't like we're very surface level beings with the high capacity of intelligence and the high capacity for emotion, but we're just regressed down to this like single minded unit that is never capable of progressing any further, right? Right. And that's just what I'm saying is a product of how good our society has been for a long time. Obviously it's it's getting worse, but like for the lo- for such a long time like but even like you could take a look back like in like the 1800s like the um like Jordan Peterson was saying like the average westerner lived off of like a dollar something a day which like by today's standard that's like that's like are you joking <laughs> yeah because well, it's also like inflation too that's over like 200 years <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. Sh- sure i i i i i know that but also i think a lot of it is just certain prob like certain things that were seen as like just like these just like these absolute goods that like oh there's nothing like what could possibly wrong could come out of this and this is going to be very controversial but i think one of them is mainly educating everyone and giving everyone the ability to read and write um because that totally changes like the social dynamic of a society and like the the because like there's no roles anymore really you know because everyone's just kind of like i'm i'm doing something for society you know like um uh, i'm doing something i'm I'm working i'm I'm, but it's not you know i'm just it's it's like that like because like when you go back and look at a society like in like a small town in like the 1960s 50s 40s whatever like it's very clear who is who what like who does what and like why it is that they do that like there's a reason why people dress differently specifically like men and women or like cops and lawyers and people like that and different like there's a reason why it's because like we need to have like a distinguished role and like the lack of role in a society the lack of like that actual like com- communion in the community really is just like it's it's like it just smites all sense of meaning and like unity and any like just that you know like the, the, it's really just the community thing it's the lack of like doing things you know for like for the people you know when like I, I i i don't know if that came across like just doing things for well like the common good but also like just the well the hebrew word is like uh rabim, like just you know the like the tribe you know i think it just you have to be very specific so it's like when you have like i, I agree i think you do need to have everybody with a specific set of roles that they're naturally gifted at or that they should be like put into kind of like specializing with a bunch of different types of labor arts food music whatever the fuck right i just think that like if we're trying to place everybody into specific roles just against their will it's just kind of redundant and just stupid and obviously it doesn't work but oh i mean it doesn't i mean yes but that is the case sometimes but also like number one 
some people can just fucking suck it up. It's whatever. But also, like, when you go to other countries, like, when they don't have the opportunity to, like, oh, do I want to go to college? Which college do I want to go to? Do I want to go into blue-collar work? Do I want to go into white-collar work? It's just, that's what my dad did, so, oh, this is what I do, you know? It's just that, it's the amount of options, I guess, and the amount of choices. It's too much, I think. And 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 the well, I the, think most the of it co- is not a good choice. Like there's a lot of really redundant time wasting, money wasting choices, and it's hard, especially for young people, to make the right, right. choice. So I think right, that's yeah, the problem. That, yeah, and I I I would agree with that. Like it's it's a lot of redundant choices. Also, like I saw like these fucking like Doritos that were like Mountain Dew flavored. I was like how detached from reality is this and like also like when i see all of these random different flavors of all of these different bullshits it's like they're really like not that much different and it like obviously like it's kind of like the george carlin thing it's like it's the illusion of of all this like choice and all this stuff when like it's it's really not you're still gonna eat a fucking bag of potato chips whether or not it's one of 26 different flavors it's still potato chips and it makes you fat and stupider you know yeah. um but yeah i just think it's that and also like it, it's 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 the prioritization of convenience and giving essentially unlimited choice to everybody in a society that breeds insanity. I think I don't know. I mean, there's different types of insanity, and again, you could you can get millions of people to argue back and forth of what is the perfect balance and what is the role is supposed true. to be and what is the great economic thing you're supposed to do or what even is the right economic system to do blah 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 i don't know i just think that like there's different shitties on <laughs> different shitty things on both sides of the spectrum and i i think like the the the, the funniest response to me is the, it's the one because like it, it's sometimes exhausting to argue this stuff because like there's no winning side to it and what i mean by this is like let's say like somebody is like really patriotic versus somebody it's in the middle where it's like likes living here but just wants things to change or you want people that always bitch about this country and want to go live in other places in the world but they realize a lot of other places in the world are not as good as how they have it here even though shit's getting worse right now but so it's like you take people like that and they go in a room and they fucking you know debate it out right so it's like there's really nothing individually we can do to really make our communities better. So that's why I was like, oh, if you hate America so much, why don't you leave? Well, it's like, first of all, most people can't even afford to make that choice. Like they can't even move to a better apartment in their city, let alone move to another fucking country. And also it's just like, I, for me, like, I, I don't think leaving is a good solution. Like if you're going to complain about a place and you don't even try to make it better, then, you know, like what good are you, like you should leave anyway, because you're not going to make this, there's no, you know, logistical reason why we'd need you in this space if all you're going to do is leech off of it and bitch you know what i mean but like and when i think in my head there's really no way to make this place better unless like you became so successful and you're like the the industry of your town and you know you do shit that the government doesn't like like help pave the roads or organize events or try to like do like community things or help build houses or you you're always fighting with the fucking local government to do shit because it doesn't fit their idea of control like they they want to have fucking poor areas. They want it. They need shitty areas and they need fear to reelect. So it's like they don't actually want nice communities. Oh, yeah, exactly. So like they like, don't. 
You don't. There's no yeah. logistical change you can fucking make unless you have a ton of influence. But even then, it's just like you just people don't even make the right choices. Like there's millions of companies that make billions of dollars that like they don't actually. They just throw a bunch of money on problems that don't are on solutions that don't even fucking work. So it's just like, fuck. Well, I think that just like when you said like if things like when you feel want them better or like problems and solutions, that just like depends on like what it is that you would actually mean by problems and solutions and it brings me back to the fact that like we have nearly every thing that a human being could possibly ever want ever you know yeah and that's why it just that's why like there's just all this existentialism and all this stuff you know yeah it's just it just comes down to like like i said earlier you just have to have that silver lining like you got to get over this existential dread and look for the things that actually have a positive impact because like sure like this podcast we're doing right now like i'm gonna use the internet to have a nice conversation with my buddy you know yeah and that's just you gotta do it man like i lose my fucking mind just talking about bullshit all day (laughs) finding peace within the emptiness quote maynard Solution in silence and solitude. It's calling me. <laughs> oh, such a good song. I listened to that again today. Yeah. Dude, uh, you know what is a, is a great fucking song? Yeah. Fucking Tempest. That song kicks ass. I do like this song. It's fun to play, too. Oh, I bet. And, like, in the beginning when he just says, like, here we go again. I'm like, oh, yes. Here we fucking go again. <laughs> Honestly, if that was, like, the last song they ever made, I would be totally fine with that. That, like, they totally outdid themselves on that song. Especially, like, when there's that whole, like, Adam... Adam Jones is the guitarist, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, when he just goes off in, like, the middle of the song with that solo for, like, three or five minutes. I don't even know how long it was. Like, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, it was good. I like it. It's the last song, too. Yeah. And, um, honestly, like, Descending, I would be fine if that was their last song, because, like, that just, well, I mean, I guess, like, Tempest makes more sense, because it sounds a little bit more like, because you could see it, they're, like, referencing their old music and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, Descending is a little bit too emotional, I guess, to have, like, as the last song. Yeah, I think, yeah, it is too emotional. I think Tempest was the perfect last song. Yeah. I think Descending would be a good second to last song. I think, wait, let me look up the order of the... I think Cause I think is a good euphemism for, like, the right amount of bitching and the right amount of self-progress. So it's like, you don't want to end up like uh, Rage Against the Machine where you just end up becoming a hypocrite. Like, you, right, you yeah. be basically becoming everything you're, like, standing to be against. That's right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because Tool, like you said, they do... I mean, I hate to say complain about things, but, like, they criticize things, you know? I think it's um, the right amount of criticism. I mean, obviously, like, it I mean, it does come off as a holier-than-thou kind of feeling, but I don't think just, yeah. by, like, like, obviously, that, that's how he kind of comes off. But I think the more, like, you, like, listen to him talk and, like, interviews and just he's a little bit more down-to-earth and he portrays himself, especially just, like, with the stuff he does. Um, just, like, creating a, like... Because most celebrities will slap their name on something and they don't, like, especially if they are famous for something else. But, like, the fact that, like, he legitimately lives on a fucking vineyard and, like, he has a lot of passion for doing that shit as opposed to just, like, putting his name on a bottle. And he doesn't really have too many PR blunders. The most you can really say is he's just kind of pretentious and that's about it. 
or that tools overrated or whatever the fuck right but yeah i don't know i think like yeah I, no i think i think maynard has some awful takes about certain things but that's just me but that's just it like that's where it stops like he just has like some weird takes on things but like he doesn't do like stupid shit no like he doesn't piss me off like in terms of how celebrities go he is probably like which like you should be as a celebrity because he hates how how like celebrities are worshipped and he hates his fans like he doesn't like, <laughs> like he he doesn't want people like like he like just like like just saying everything he wants to hear you know like he's like no I don't need that like I don't know I just why wanna... I, I love that so much about him like everybody always has that thing like oh I love my fans so much you're my biggest supporters thank you for all this and he's like fucking shoot them with a paintball if they come on my property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking no, love that I shit. Mean, the worst, I mean, I would dude. Right, no, I mean, I would love to like just talk to him and like thank him for like how much like like energy and like just inspiration he's like given to me through his music, but I'm sure it'd be like, "Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure he would say something like that, but yeah, like yeah. His eyes. Yeah, it'd probably be like, "Yeah, it's fucking fag." Or <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, like you I, know in the that that song on opiate where he's like yeah get that like bob marley wannabe out of here <laughs> yeah him in the 90s he was a lot more unhinged yeah. <sighs> excuse me yeah tempest is so fucking good calling voices is just like oh it's so good i re-listened to like parts of Ten Thousand days i still think that album's awesome i love Ten Thousand days a lot I, that was like the yeah. first couple, like the first songs I've ever heard from them got me into them or like wanting to play bass kind of got me into that. So I always mm. hold up in a special place in my heart. Right. I did tell you Vicarious was the first Tool song I heard, right? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Mine Which is schism. still a good one. I still don't get the hype behind that song. Like, I mean, it's good, but it's... I think it's just the bass riff. It's just such an iconic bass riff. Even so, like, I think there's even cooler and more iconic tool based like like fucking reflection <laughs> to me i think like that's their best one their best one yeah i think you can't go wrong with that um it's the catchiest i think yeah um yeah but like i think the patience a really underrated song on laterellis yeah i agree yeah Ooh. oh, shit. oh shit. shit i didn't realize that oh god i gotta wake up at the fuck ah oh, yeah fuck. this is a good spot to end it yeah um okay this is fucking late we gotta start doing this earlier bro either that or just do it on the weekends but i don't know if you can i can it just depends on the day all right yeah well this was fun yeah yeah yep next episode is the 20th (laughs) i thought this was the 20th no this is the 19th ah well it's because the for the 20th we have no idea (laughs) yep oh so I'm going to give you the recommendation, but it's a surprise. Can't fucking wait. Yep. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. See you, man. Deuces. Bye. Yep.